Greetings! Welcome to Act Natural, the D&D podcast where players from across the world explore two sister campaigns set in the same homebrew world. This week's episode features the wild cards. To get the latest updates, find us on Facebook with our name Act Natural, or follow us on Twitter at actnatural underscore dnd. You can also support us by going to patreon.com slash actnaturalshow. More information to come at the break. Now let's hit that intro music and start the show! Last time on the Wild Cards, the party was relaxing after making it to their new safe house within Mendualis. Immediately, they discussed what to do next. Many wanted to remove the body of the noble as it could indicate they were now in the city. After much arguing on who to send, Taz and Gothrax successfully stealthed to the alleyway and proceeded to chop up the dwarf and put his parts into the bag of holding. They narrowly avoided another pair of dwarves and overheard them discussing the attacks that had happened over the past few days. The party then decided to do some recon with Gothrak flying invisibly around the city. He discovered a number of staircases as well as the shopping district. At various times, he did see Dragonborn around the city, though most seemed to be simply engaged in whatever they were doing. After returning, the party discussed how to get to the palace with no straight path there other than the metal platforms that they had seen. During this time, Kirax became insanely interested in the magic deck and pulled a card and was forced to dance for his life. He enjoyed it immensely. Alexander also had a mini dance contest with him. Eventually, they settled on a plan involving being invisible, walking to the platforms, and taking those up to the palace level. After a rest, they put their plan into action and stealthily moved up to the platforms. Alexander posed as a dwarf, and the group did well with group checks to avoid bumping into objects and people. They got up to the platform and noticed Shamarat on the platform as well, carrying mining supplies. At the second floor, they jumped off quickly and encountered a small number of guards. They dispatched them easily and searched for the throne room, eventually finding it. And that is where we pick God damn, that's a big map. Yeah, I was going to say. As a reminder, you have just walked into a gargantuan hall, several hundred feet long and high. There are large cauldrons at various points emitting light from massive bonfires at regular intervals moving forward. uh, Tall stone pillars stretch floor to ceiling. Several of them have been actually carved into the figures of dwarves, while others are just simple pillars. And some are also knocked over and cracked. At the back of the room, you see a massive um, stone bust of a dwarf made from the purest marble holding a warhammer in his hands. And the stone beard trails down nearly to the floor. And just above the beard is the actual throne where Baelnor currently sits. As you threw open the doors, you did see what looked to be Baelnor sitting in the throne far down the hall 
along with two other dwarves. And behind what looks to be some kind of statue, an, um, the Clan Master Rizalet as well. As Gothrak screams, Balnor! All of them, their attention shifts from their immediate conversation to you all. The individual near the front of the throne turns, jumps, and starts to scurry away. Balnor stands, looking at all of you. His voice seems to carry unnaturally well down the hall. Ah, oh, at long last. My assumptions have proven true. And he sticks his arms out wide to all of you, almost in the Christ pose. I humbly welcome you, Gothrak, son of Locaria and Rachner to my new home. Come forth, for this joyous day has finally arrived. What are you doing? I'm looking around. That fallen pillar to the right, how tall is it? Um, the fallen pillar... 10 to 15 feet. That's its length or its height? Um, that's its width. So if it's down on its oh. side, it's about it's about 10 to 15 feet tall. Ooh, shit. Okay. Yep. It is basically comparable to the ones on the left side that are standing. Gothrak's going to shut the door. Okay. Riley. And the woman got away. That individual has scurried out of sight. God damn it. Click the lock. <laughs> and he's gonna start walking towards him. What, what, what is the Pentagon thing? Is that the. You said there was a statue? Yep, everybody go ahead and make a perception check. Yeah. Can we all. Can I, can I walk behind Gothrak and sort I swear, I guess. Close I, I think we'd all be sort of moving up at least. Yeah. I'm usually good at this. Oh. 22. 22. 22. 23. Nice. 18. Oh, it's not that bad. Yay. Okay. Um, everybody except Liberté recognizes it right away. And as everyone else mutters, Liberté, you do figure it out. Um, oh, this wow. is an identical statue of Hoar. Oh. Ooh. Is the an exact replica of the one that you saw in the town square? Uh, I'm assuming I'm assuming we're all moving together, right? <laughs> sort of, sort of as a unit. If you want to stay like further back, you can. But y yes, is Gothic really that far up? Well, he's just he's just moved while you guys are talking. So I'm guessing if you're moving, just move. I'll, I'll move up. Yeah. I'm staying a little bit further back, just like roughly out of fireball range. Right. I'm not Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. You know, I feel safe here. <laughs> um, Gothrak, 
As you approach, Belnor is still kind of just standing on the top of the throne, his arms wide, just smiling as you approach. Um, to your to the left of him, his right, you do see that um, large, tall, buff-looking dwarf that you had seen in the um, square the day before. And to the right, his left, you do see Clanmaster Rizalet, who is just standing there patiently as if staring off into space. Belnor kind of looks over at you. Are you impressed? No. It was not so long ago that you and I were men of only meager station. Your height hasn't fixed itself. Apparently you've only grown in hubris. Answer my question. Why? <laughs> Just kind of chuckles to himself. Ah, my friend, my friend. Our success was not guaranteed without you. Planning to bring my city back to its former glory was not easy. Oh, it was not easy. Just finding scattered lives across the continent was difficult enough without my messengers and scouts being waylaid by goblins and raiders and goliaths. Ah, not to mention the various beasts that roam this countryside. But through time and good fortune, we have succeeded. Why? They loved you. They did nothing to you. I did nothing to you. Why did you fucking do this? <sighs> I will not pretend that it was easy what needed to be done. The fact that they cared so much and the fact that you cared so much, that is what made it possible. And he kind of glances past your shoulder and you kind of look back where his eyes are, and he's staring at the statue. This idea has been forming on the minds of many of my people for so long, but none was able to fully bring us together. I was shown away. I was able to bring the lives of many into one basket, all of the various branches weaving together in a joyous harmony. But in order for my influence to be assured, a payment was required. An act that would bring the wrath of another down upon myself. I am sorry, old friend. I truly am. But I had no choice. I have already spread tales of your family's noble sacrifice. Their story shall be told by our elders for all time. This city is remade in their beauty and image. Their beauty. Which beauty? The one where my daughters 
were nailed to the side of my house, burning alive. Or my wife gutted as the goblins ripped her apart. Which beauty, Baelnor? The beauty that you saw every time you looked at them. Gothrak reaches into his backpack and pulls out a folded, tattered piece of cloth. Do you remember this, old friend? And he unfolds it. It's about the size of a handkerchief and shows it to him. And on it is the symbol of Moradin. Do you remember this? The first thing you gave me. Where's that god now? I do not know. And frankly, I do not care. I have waited so long for the final confirmation of my divine right. If I am to conquer my darkest foe who would see me ill, it will solidify my place upon this throne. Today I prevail and encase my legacy amongst the legend stones. The only thing today that you will have is blood. The blood of anyone you love. The blood of your people. And the blood of your own fucking life spilling on that throne and he throws two javelins okay let's go ahead and roll initiative yeah i'm assuming i don't get them off no yeah yeah that's worth he's, a try he's he he's ready this yeah jumping into combat jacques you are first Apparently, I'm going to. Uh, this is going to be quite. <laughs> uh, as an action, I cast silence on, uh, on this whole right. area. Okay. Jacques, you throw your hand forward, twist it out, cast the spell. Foot radius. Yep, I'm getting it. Oh no, no, Gothrak can't cast any spells. I know, my whole class <laughs> is useless! <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, 2k! Um, I would like. 25. Actually, I would like. Um, yep, go ahead, Jacques. Um, Jacques, I would like you to go ahead and make a perception check, and I would also like Vesper, Liberté, and Alexander to make perception checks. Sure. sure. Public? Yes. Okay. Yeah, sorry. There's, there, there was more people, and it was, it was going to take too long to type it out oh. to everybody. Two! Oh, I'm supposed to be good at this. Stop saying that! <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. Yeah. Uh, that is your yeah. movement, Jacques. And uh -huh. Jacques, I will say, as you run up the stairs, um, 
I will say, Jacques, that uh-huh. you cast the spell, you yeah. run up the last couple stairs, yeah. and then start running in. You get up to this dwarf who's buff, but still a little bit shorter than you. But uh-huh. as you're running, chicking, 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 you still hear your armor. God. Silence didn't work. That sucks. <laughs> the spell was cast. The slot was used. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not working for some reason. Well, darn. Oh, boy. Maybe. <laughs> Just let me get rid of that spell slot. Oh, goodbye, spell slot. Oh, well. Well, that's my turn there, then. Okay. Gothrak, it is now your turn. You know what? Seeing the situation... He's engaged with Jock, and that's what he wanted. Yeah, he's gonna go... (laughs) He's gonna go right for Baelnor. How far up onto the throne is it? It, it, it's just a couple feet. It's not anything you have to worry about. All right. He runs and jumps into the air, bringing down Mr. Cleavy twice. Uh, bo- yeah, bonus action rage. He's going to... Yeah, he's okay. just going to let out an absolute roar. And... It'll only be two attacks. Here goes uh, the Mr. Cleavy. 25 to hit. Uh, pulling up Bilnor. Yes, that hits. 16 points of damage. 23 to hit. Both of those hit. Okay, so 16, uh, 18, 28 points of damage. Okay. Two go right for his face. Left side of the face, right side of the face, his cheeks. Okay. Carve, going to carve off his beard. Okay. You bring up your axe and just swing directly for his face. As you run up, you do notice that he has a shield there, grabs it, pulls it up. Um, the shield deflects it down onto like his chest, so it doesn't get the beard, but you do right side, left side, you do get him twice. For a pretty hefty amount of damage without rage. That's a lot of damage. Um, does it look like he took it? Like... Does it look like he hurt? Uh, yes. He, he, he definitely took the damage. And and you know that from yourself, when you go into rage, you feel... It's almost that, that DBZ style where your muscles bulge and you just kind of focus in. He His body has not seemed to have done that yet. I spit... Uh, just I don't know if you'll let it happen as a free action. I just spit in his face. That's fine. Roll the spit. He, he just, he, he takes it, doesn't even move. And as you look at him, he is just smiling. A large, white-toothed smile. Gothrax making a mental note at the next target. His teeth. <laughs> okay. That brings us to the specter. So, Josh, where was the door that the woman went out? 
Um, from like over here. Yeah, from 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 your position, Taz, and I would say Alexander can clearly see this as well. There is um, a a large set of double doors um, down that way. And looking back, there are actually several sets going back along the throne room. Oh boy. She got um, a lot of time on us, though. She's probably gone. I'm not chasing so her. That's what we like to call a lighter problem. Yeah, that's the thing. I want to... I was thinking of positioning the specter in the doors where she came or she went out. Just in case anybody starts to come back that way. I would say that the Spectre is about 75 feet from that door if you wanted to move it there. The door is technically off the map. Oh, where is the corridor, though, that leads to the door? Because these are walls, right? The main, On this side? The main door that you guys came in? No, no, no. Where she went out. Yeah. From, from where you saw her running, there... Yeah. Okay, so... Along both walls, both right and left, there are multiple uh -huh. sets of large double doors at regular intervals. The one that it seems that she ran to is is basically like over here. Whoops, I need to ping. Is basically like over here. Okay. So I'll just post him up here for right now. And that's his Do you want him actually in the doorway? He only has 50 feet of movement. So he moved to where he needed to go. Okay, he could dash if you want. <clears throat> uh, no, I'll keep him there. Okay, so he's not in the door yet, but he is over in that general area. Yep. That brings us to Bailnor's turn. Bilnor looks at you, Gothrak. <laughs> oh, what a fantastic day. He clicks his fingers, and a large whoosh, sword appears in his hand. This is going to be a fun time. He rages as well, and will come in with two strikes at you. All right. All right, I need to turn on rage. This. Um, you know what? He's going to go reckless. Okay. Right out the gate. Right out the gate. He, he is confident in himself, and this is his divine moment. First attack. 21 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. Um... That is technically 13 points of slashing and nine points of necrot. I'm sorry, uh, seven points of necrotic, but all that gets reduced anyway for you, so 10 total damage. Now I need to take off Divine Fury. Second one. 28. That will hit. Okay. That's another four. Got it. You still hit like your fucking mother. 
you piece of shite. <laughs> All right. That is the end of Baelnor's turn. That brings us to the Dwarf Guard's turn. He watches as you run up, Jacques. <laughs> I don't think you want to be doing that, boy. And you run up, uh, you see him carrying a large great axe, similar to Gothrax, in fact. And he's going to come in with a swing. Awkward. Gothrax carrying a polearm. That's two-handed. <laughs> I thought you had an axe. No, he bought a pole, a plus one polearm. That's why I believe <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, 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 you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Don't know why okay. I had that in my head for so long. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Uh, yep. Uh, he is going to come at you, Jacques. That is a 22 to hit. Yep. Uh, thank you for max damage. That is 17 points of slashing damage. Ooh, Dale. I've decided uh, to thing back here. Second yeah. one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 27 to hit. Yeah, that has to. Damn, 12 points of slashing damage. <laughs> oh, we all know who's going down first. <laughs> yeah, you guys ran right in. They're on the ropes, though, right? That brings us to Taz. Uh, all right. I'm going to Eldritch Blast Backbreaker and see what happens. 19 to hit. You line him up, Taz. All right, I got him. You conjure up the energy, fire it off. It's heading straight for him. And as it gets closer, it just seems to fizzle. Shit, it's anti-magic shell. Okay. Uh... All right. Then the second one would be wasted and yep, or actually not a bad idea. Uh, second beam on the statue of whore. Okay. 20 to hit 15 damage. Okay. After seeing that, uh, darn it, you fire it off. It hits the statue. Okay. It's force damage. Does it seem to, like, chip it or anything? I mean, it, it takes a small chunk of it out, but it's not about to, like, crack or fall over or anything. Okay. Uh, pull him off this, pull him off the altar, and 
I guess that ends my turn. Okay. Simultaneously, Vesper and Liberté, both of you see two dwarf mages pop into existence. Ah, shit. Okay. None of you rolled high enough to perceive yeah. them. Yeah. Right. No, I saw him. I said I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> this one. Yeah. Uh, the one on the right twirls his fingers through the air and fires off a small red bead of energy at you, Liberté. And a counterspell. Okay. Liberté throws out a counterspell. That fireball is countered. Mark that off. The other one. Um, Vesper, I need you to make a wisdom save. Oh, I'm so good at those. Okay. 19. Okay. The mage next to you, Vesper, starts... <laughs> throws forward a spell, and you feel the skin, your, your skin begin to tingle and kind of uh, start to shake and quiver. But you resist it with the force of your mind. <laughs> He swears and then begins to run. Weird. Ah, shit. That's right out of my range. Right? Actually, no. This guy's going to go 5, 10, 15. No. Oh, you suck. All right. That is their turn. That brings us to Liberté. Okay, um, I was a little distracted because of Crying Baby. Uh, where did Jacques cast Silence from? What was the, where was he? Uh, Jacques was in here. He was and my, and my Eldritch Blast fizzled. As where, got... where was he standing? Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, I was on the wrong itched. layer. It, around there. The red one or the blue one? Red. red one. Okay. The, the red. And, and the center, the center that he cast it from. Well, this is this is where the point of origin was. Yes. Okay. And Taz from over here cast an Eldritch Blast on this guy. I mean, did it fizzle way over here, or did it fizzle when it got close to him? Mm, make a perception check. You're not too far away, so the DC is not going to be that high. Okay. 17. Uh, it fizzled about right there. Shit. Okay. Man, that's much bigger than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um... So I will uh, bonus action activate my boots. And then this guy has half cover from me or three quarters cover or something. 
Uh, I'll say half cover. Okay. So if I move to there, do either of them have cover, the two mages? Uh, no, neither. Okay. Um, so I am going to... I'm going to twin a level two chromatic orb. Do it. Um, the one on the left. The one on the left will counterspell. Okay. Um, that gets the whole spell, I think. Yep. Okay. Yes, Ooh. wasted on the low level shit. Uh, well, I twinned he, it, so I lost two of my six sorcery points. So that really sucks. But he he doesn't know what the spell level is. He sees you casting, and he's he's going for it. Yeah, I would rather him counterspell a level three spell than that. Um, yeah. And okay, so I move fifteen feet. Uh, I will back up another twenty feet and end my turn. Okay. Uh, give me give me one second here. I'm trying to organize uh, myself so I can remember how many spell slots those two mages have. Uh, one. Okay, they have both used a third level. And that guy used a fourth. Okay. That brings us to the Clan Master's turn. The Clan Master seemingly comes out of his passive state. And I'll say, Gothrak and Jacques, you both hear him mutter. Do either of you understand Draconic? Yeah. Yep. Uh, was that a yes or a no, Gothrak? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, no for me, yes for Jacques. Okay. Jacques, you hear him say, I live to serve. And from the inside of his robes, he pulls out two short swords and immediately turns for Gothrak. Does that count as him entering my rage as a hostile, or a range as a hostile creature? Because I didn't He's know he was hostile. already though. in your range. <sighs> He's already there, unfortunately. Um, luckily, he's the clan master. He's not a fighter. But, okay, let's see what he gets here. <laughs> well, he at least gets advantage on you. <laughs> they are at advantage. Uh, first one is a 12. I don't think that hits you, Gothrak. I just turn around and flick uh, him in the forehead. <laughs> and with his bonus action, he tries to swing again. Uh, 17. Uh, yeah, that hits. Okay. Uh, that is... Uh, a total of five points of damage reduced to two. Got it. And I'll get him in here now. If if you couldn't tell, I'm slowly revealing the full turn order because there's so many people. Oh. That brings us to Vesper. Here we go. I'm going to run after the mage that tried to do some voodoos at me. I'm going to get back here. And I'm running and I'm hitting him with my sword. Go for it. 
Come on, cat. Yeah, sword in. I can do it. 21. Uh, 21. Let me... Yep, that hits. Okay, one more. It's not one. <laughs> okay. You, you, you get him with the first one, but he's able to predict the movement of the second one, and you come back and clang! Your sword just hits <laughs> off that um, large metal um, cauldron that is just imbuing this constant, massive bonfire for light. Oh, boy. Okay, it's fine. We got this. Got this. Get him! And... Nah, that's it. Okay. That brings us to Lunave. I moved them up here just because that's probably where they would have been. Um, Lunave is going... She can't get to anybody this turn, so she's going to dash up to the other mage. That brings us to Alexander. Oh, thank you. Oh, I've only got 30 movement. I can't get on the other side. Um, wait, do I? Yes. Damn it. Alright, so... I will move up to here. I would go here, but I can't. I have no movement. So, I will... Yeah, I'll just take two attacks on him. Okay, go for it. So, that hits, uh, I imagine mm. that hits with a 20, not natural. Yes, that, that definitely hits. And I'm going to put in a, um, uh, what is it called, the defensive flourish, so 1d8. Okay. Oh, oh. Well, an extra one damage. And your AC goes up by one. Woo! I mean, it might help. Uh, and I'll attack him again. Eh, 12. I missed my cat. Uh, tw 12 does not hit. You you come in to strike him again, but your blade seems to deflect off of some sort of arcane barrier. Rude. Alright. Uh, yeah. Uh, bonus action. No. Yeah, that's it. I don't really think I can heal at the moment. Uh, when he's there, so... Yep, that's my turn. That brings us to Kirax. Uh, Kirax is just going to kind of get in the, the center here. Um... Uh, let's see. What's the range here? Uh, he's going to go five more, and he will haste you, Vesper. So Vesper is hasted. Let me get some concentration things in here. Jacques is concentrating. Kirax is concentrating. Yeah, I, took two, I took two hits, so I have to make those rolls. Uh, yes, you do. Thank you for reminding me. Go ahead and make two concentration checks. Yep. And did, did you take Warcaster? I can't remember. Not yet. Okay. So go ahead and make two concentration checks. DC 10. Yep. Your spell is still up. Awesome. That brings us back to the top of the round. Yes? Uh, sorry. You said his spell is still up. So he it is. But we can heal. 
It's up, but ineffective. Hmm. Yeah, just trying to... It depends on where it's effective, Tiz. Yep. Maybe because I cut stuff from the inside. I don't know. That'd be different. J- Jacques can. Jacques messaged me. He can feel that he is concentrating on a spell. So his spell is active. It did cast, but for some reason, when Jacques ran up to that guard, he could still hear himself running. And obviously, the screams and yells from Gothrak, as well as the clan master. But that does bring us back to your turn, Jacques. Uh, uh, seeing this, uh, I'm going to back off. I'm going to risk an uh, attack of opportunity. Okay. He will up. take one. Yeah. Natural 20. Wow. Shit. You hate to see it. That is a total of 18 points of slashing damage as you run away. Are you keeping your spell up? Uh, I'm going to try for now. Just uh, Okay. Go ahead and make your concentration check. No, I might as well. I mean, I casted it. Don't want to lose it. Damn <laughs> 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 it. Lost no. It. it fades with a nine. Hold on, how much did I back up? Hold on, 5, 20, so I'm, uh, 25. I'm going to be right behind the statue. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself in action. Okay. I'm gonna cast go big or go home. <laughs> cast the second level, actually. Uh, second level, Cure Wounds. Yep, Jacques heals for 14 points. Still have your bonus. Yes, I do. But I can only cast one spell at a time. Bonus, uh, I, don't, I, can't, I don't think I can do anything about bonus action. No, okay. I cannot. Alright. Gothrak, it comes to you. You see Jacques run behind the statue and try to heal himself. You are now soon to be surrounded, and your situation does not look good at the moment. What are you going to do? I'm done with you. And Gothrak turns around and just walks away. What? Oh, that's fucking brilliant. And he opens up on Spartacus McDickus here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, you you do take two attacks of opportunity. Oh yeah, one from Dick Cheese and the Goof Troop. Got it. <laughs> yep. Um... Your job, fellow uh, listeners, is to figure out who's who. First one is a twenty-three. Okay. Yeah, that hits. Uh, that is thirteen points of. Slashing damage reduced to six. And... Natural one for the clan master. Gothrak just looks at him. All right. And what? sighs. Where are you going? 
And Gothrak opens up on the mage. Go for it. Had advantage. Without yes, Reckless. Advantage. 17 to hit. Uh, 17. Uh, the mage is going to shield. So that misses. Okay, 21 to hit. Uh, 21 does hit. And then reversing um, it, baseball batting. Does 19 hit? 19 does not. The the uh, you you swing with Mr. Cleavy and some sort of um, arcane shield seems to just whoosh, pop into existence and your blade glances off. You counter it with the other side and you do get it in the side for what is that ten damage? You then quickly spin it around with your hand and try to hit him in the head with Mr. Clobber, but boom, it just deflects off the shield once again. But that mage has now taken a pretty significant chunk of damage. Gothrak looks back at Baelnor. I'm done with you. You're not worth it. You'll die today. But not by my hand. <laughs> and he just turns away from him. Okay. Um, uh, Taz and Vesper make perception checks. Oh no. <laughs> okay. 15. Um, three. Yeah. Okay. Um, Taz, you hear it before you see it. You hear and running out to your specter, you see three guards, one of them riding a giant goat. So I'm going to move the specter back here. <laughs> this is farther over, but because the map's tiny. Tiny. <laughs> this area, perhaps, the map is not tiny. Uh, they are going to unload on your specter. It is right in front of them, and it is an entity that is obviously hostile. <laughs> Wait, they just came just into the room. Yes, they did. And they're going to unload on the Spectre. Yes, they did. Okay. Good. Well, they also were told by a running and screaming, you know, citizen that people have broken into the throne room. So. We didn't. The door was open. <laughs> we didn't break anything. Okay. My technical rights. We did not break it. We just killed a few people. It's a different crime. First, first, there we're gonna get four attacks at advantage, and then two not. Whoops, that's Belnor's character sheet. I want the guard character sheet. There we go. All right, swinging with the hammer. Uh, Taz, first one to hit is a fifteen. That hits. Uh, three bludgeoning. Second one, twenty-two for four. That's already, that's reduced, so 8 reduced to 4. Yep. Next two, 24 and 18, total of 13, reduced to 12, or I'm sorry, reduced to 6. Okay. And then the last two, not at advantage. 
Uh, a natural one and an 18 yeah. for nine. So that is another four bludgeoning. He's still up. Okay. Yeah, let's go, Inspector. Uh, he also gets a ram attack from the goat. No. Which misses with a seven. Okay. So that ends all of their turns. However, Vesper, you then hear doosh, 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 doosh behind you. And looking at all of these guards, they're not dressed in the same ones that you had been seeing above ground and even on your way down. These are all adorned in magnificent, gleaming, golden red armor. Oh, shit. These look like they are probably Baelnor's personal guard. Bodyguards oh. are here. This went well. <laughs> that brings us to the Spectre's turn. With his one hit point remaining. Whoa. <laughs> uh, he's going sack to... Sack of hit points is a sack of hit points. Yep. He's going to... Attack the ram. 12? Okay. Uh, double checking... Um, it reaches out, but unfortunately it cannot get through the ram's armor. That does not hit. Uh, no. Okay. Um, that's all he can do. He's stuck. Okay. That brings us to Balnor. <laughs> you! You dare! just screaming at you, Gothrak. You dare turn your back on me! Gothrak, you kind of look over your shoulder and he twists out his hand and kind of pulls it into a fist and tightens. And you kind of feel this dark, swirling energy start to go around your body. This is the worst anti-magic field ever. It's not magic. Yeah. <laughs> or technically it is magic, but it's not a spell. I should oh, say. it's hacking. Got it. Uh, yes, he can get there. So he runs up between you and the mage, and he will take strikes on you with Essence Spider. All right. Divine Fury is on. Here we go. And he has advantage without having to go reckless. Mm. 19 to hit. Uh, 19 will hit. Okay, that is 20 points of various damage between slashing and necrotic. Okay, so that'll go to Reduce 10. To 10. Oh. Yep, second one. Maybe, if roll 20 wants to do it. Uh, 19 again for 24 reduced to 12. Oh, wait, nope, sorry. Sorry, that's incorrect. Uh, I need to take Divine Fury off. I did not take it off. Um, so 
remove five from that. So that is 18 reduced to nine. So 19 total. Got it. Also, I'm going to double check here. Oh, wait. He did, uh, he did enter my combat range. So I'm just... Yes, he did. I'm going to slap him across the face. Just once with Cleavy. Go for it. Oh, no, that's not going to hit him. 14, or 11, actually. Gothrak does it half-heartedly. Yeah, he, he just deflects it off with his shield. <laughs> I thought you'd put up more of a fight! So did we. We thought you were a man of honor, and not a bitch. But hey, we can be both wrong. I was correct. All right, good, good, good. That is his turn. That brings us to Ryanfall, what backbreaker's turn? Uh, yeah, he sees that he is going to get up to you, Vesper. You see him charge with this giant axe. A man with taste. Okay. Um, he is going to go Great Weapon Master. Twenty to hit. Um. Hmm. That is my AC currently. That is twenty-one points of slashing damage. Okay. <clears throat> and that was that was with Great Weapon Master too. Mm. Um, uh, second one, he's going to do it again. Good for him. Natural twenty. Oh no, that's a lot mm. of damage. Oh, mm, okay. Twenty-seven points of slashing damage. <clears throat> great. Looks like he didn't he didn't roll great on the damage on the crit. So. Yeah. He did not. If he had rolled much better, Vesper would be down. Crack! Mm. Into your shoulder. Crack! It almost, like, it, it sinks probably two or three inches into your into your hip. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is his turn. Taz. As much as I don't like the guys to the north of me, I'm a little bit more angered by what they just did to Vesper. So I guess as my free action, I'm going to summon my sword. I'm going to okay. go the 30 feet to over here and he's now 30 feet away from Baelnor so I'm going to try casting Eldritch Blast on him on on Baelnor? No the guy that just slammed Vesper you currently do not have line of sight on him as he is behind that giant cauldron uh so he, that's a hundred percent cover. 
Correct. How tall are the cauldrons? Ten feet. Oof. They are massive. Okay. Like they, they, they are supplying light for the entire throne room. Okay. So plan B. Uh, so I can't hit the mage either because he's got cover then as well from where I'm at. Then I'm going to... Correct. I'm going to do Hunger of Hadar on the ones... Ooh. Let's see. Uh, the ones behind Vesper. Okay. So, 20 foot radius sphere. Yep, making it right now. Okay. Whoops. Zoom back out, roll 20. There we go. Huh. Let me see if you can get all of them. Yes, you can. How far out do you want it? Do you, do you want it centered on them? No, I want it so that they have to go through more of it. So catching them at the back of it, but if they have to or try to get to Vesper, they have to pay for it. Yep, I'll put it right there. Okay. And then Hunger of Hadar. Yep, and they, they take damage right away, correct? Or no, I can't remember. I don't think they do. Oops, sorry. On their turn, I think. Yep. Okay. Oh. Star of the turn. Wait, hold on. Yeah. The, the goats do look happy, Alexander. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. They look yeah. so pleased with themselves. Any creature that starts its turn takes 2d6 cold. Any teacher, or that, any creature that ends its turn takes 2d6 acid. Okay. And it's, and it's difficult Sounds... terrain. They're blind and yep. cold. Okay. And that ends my turn right now. All right. That brings us to the mage's turns. Oh, man. This mage is going yeah. to turn on the spot and use Misty Step. Uh, and is going to appear. Can't go that way. He's going to appear back here. And whatever 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 happens to be blocking spells isn't stopping him from doing that. It is not. He's the worst. What the shit? Alexander, he turns on the spot in this gray swirl of smoke, and you have no idea where he went. You currently cannot see him. Um he can only do a cantrip as his action. And then seeing Kirax, who appears to be a spellcaster, he will go after him. A firebolt. Oops, that was to me. That's a 21. That hits Kirax. 
uh, for 10 points of fire damage, which he resists. So that is 5 points of damage to Kirax. Okay, the other one is going to twist its hand and <sighs> releases a noxious cloud of gas around you, Vesper. I need you to make a con save. Oh, okay. It's not gonna matter, but okay. Twenty. It's a positive outlook on life. That saves. Woot. Yeah, so you um, would have taken you would have taken nineteen points of poison damage, but you saved. But I'm out. If right? Nope, it's a cantrip. It's nope, a cantrip, nope. so you save oh, no damage. No oh, damage. Thank God. Oh. No damage. That's a you, good amount of damage you, for a cantrip though. You 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 just you hold your breath and just allow the gas to dissipate over the next few seconds. Ugh. Um um damn what is he gonna do is he gonna stay there no he's gonna misty step as well oh no he's gonna misty step down into the fire here all right so i need to mark off those spell slots each of them used a second level That is the mage's turns. That brings us to Liberté. If you're here and available. If who's here and available? You, on baby duty. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear you say my name. Oh, sorry. Uh, yes, it is your turn, Liberté. Okay. Um... Okay. Uh, what did we decide on Fireball working inside Hyrule? Uh, it, it it works, it works. and and yeah. I I'm going to change my original ruling from last time. Um, I'm going to give them disadvantage on their saves because yeah. they are blind and they don't know it's coming. Right, there is about six different things I want to do on my turn, but I don't understand what this anti magic thing is. And a lot of what I could do could just be counterspelled by these guys who I remember from last time have a bunch of spell slots. So I am going to move so that I am. Uh, I got a measure. Um, I want to be 65 feet away from the closest dude. So that's going to mean that I have to move. You're going to be at the 40, door. Sir. 40 feet to there. Uh, and then I'm going to fireball the group inside Hunger of Adar. All right. I like it, guys. I like it. Keep it up. Uh, that is going to be three deck saves at disadvantage, and then one for the goat at disadvantage. So go ahead and roll your fireball damage. It's, I don't know, compiling? <laughs> Oh, whoa, oh whoa. my! Oh. 
Okay. Thirty-seven. Um, Holy shit! That's a lot of damage. Remind three me, sixes do, do, there. Remind me, do you reroll ones? I don't remember if that's. Uh, if I if I use my empowered spell. Okay. Which I don't believe I have to decide until they roll their saves. Um. Let me see here. Dex. Double net twenties. Oh, nice. At disadvantage. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. At disadvantage, Hello. double net twenty. Oh it's my that, god! It's that fucking goat. Of course, <laughs> the goat. Of course. <laughs> um, that that was one of the guards. That wasn't the goat. But here's the <laughs> second one. Um, that's a fail. Third one, four fail. Twelve and a four. All right, here is the goat. Three. Yeah, all right. I'm not going to use the empowered spell because um, it's not worth rerolling a one, a two, and a one. Because I could reroll up to four dice, and rerolling three dice with two of them being twos seems stupid. Okay. For my precious, precious sorcery points. Uh, 37 damage is not bad. Yeah. Um,. For, for for the flavor of this, I'm going to move them to the GM layer because you can't see them all. Huh. So oh, yeah. you don't know what happened in there. Right. <laughs> well, I can see the flames come out, though. <laughs> well, it's it, it, it's the same size. It's the same size so that you don't actually see like You see it go in, and but you don't see anything past that. But you're pretty sure it detonated. I think I, think I got them. Okay, and then I have 20 feet of movement left, uh, which I am going to use to go, I guess, right there. Uh, I don't have a bonus action I want to use, so I'm done. Okay. 37 points of damage. That is so much damage to these guys. Oh my god. Okay. Well, considering how hurt our healers already are, we needed some damage. Because yeah. Jesus, we haven't killed anybody yet. Nope. Well, we might hit. have. <laughs> Two hits, guys. Uh, that brings us to the Clan Master's turn. He is going to follow his directive. Um, he's actually going to come up to Alexander, knowing that Baelnor has Gothrank. Um, so these are not at advantage this time. Remember the good uh, times. That is a nine to hit you, Alexander. He does remember the good times. <laughs> and then a ooh a twenty-one. Oh, he forgot about them. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'll hit. <laughs> twenty-one hits. So you take five points of piercing or slashing damage as the clan master comes up, whoosh whoosh, with his two short swords, and one of them gets you kind of across the thigh. Okay. That brings us to Vesper. Oh god, already. Um <laughs> You guys can see the turn order. <laughs> I know, but I was I oh my god. I'm fine. Heal. I'm going to <laughs> laugh weakly and try and hit him. Oh, oh, shit! That's ballsy. <laughs> okay, go for it. Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty hits. 
Does that hit? Yes, that hits. I am smiting. Okay. What what, what level? Uh, second level. Okay, go for it. Roll your d8s. Yep. That is how many d8s? 3d8. Yeah. 13. Okay, total of 21 points of damage as you take your sword. <laughs> and then, whoosh, you just get him right in across the front. Whoosh, with that vi- old bright burst of white divine light. You feel Paylor's guidance just come into you. That giant flame next to you reminds you of him. Uh, second hit. Okay. And that um, one again. Another one. <laughs> He is completely ready for this, now knowing that you you can actually pull a punch every now and then, and he just cling deflects it across with the handle of his axe. Okay, good. And I have a hasted action, correct? Yes, you do. Uh, sure. I'm drinking a potion of healing greater. Uh, oh. Isn't that, a, isn't that a bonus action? If she uses an action, she gets magic max Oh, healing. all of it. That's yes. right. Okay. Yep, yep. I'll I'll let you do that with your hasted action. So you get 20 okay. points back. Just because I... Then you still have your bonus. My bonus... I still can cast a spell, correct? Yes, you can. I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on myself. Okay. So your AC goes up again. How much did you heal, Vesper? Uh, twenty. So it's Forty-four 20. plus. Yeah. Twenty. You you did you did it as an action, so it's straight max. You yeah. heal twenty points. All right. Both your healers are looking a little hurt. Are you gonna? I don't. I take you're not gonna move. Uh absolutely not. No way in hell. <laughs> okay, that brings us to Lunave. Um, she knows that Balnor is Gothrax, so she's going to turn and come back to the mage. And she is going to take both of her swings. Uh, 17 would hit, but the mage will shield. So its AC goes up again and uses another spell slot. Here's second one. Nope. Uh, I will use my reaction and war, uh, war God's blessing. Give her plus ten. Okay. You you reach out with your with your divine essence, Jacques, and point at Lunave. And her blade just seems to guide around the shield and bam, right into the side. Uh, so that's just kill this guy. Just kill him. Five points of slashing. Uh, she will also pump a smite into this. Oops, that is not what I want. This is what I want. Uh, she will pump. Yeah, she's going to pump a level two in this. It's worth it. So that is 3d8. Uh, an additional 10, so a total of 15 points of damage to that mage. He is still up. He is looking hurt. 
Actually, I would say very hurt at this point, but up. Alexander, you see Lunave run off to your left. Um, does Gothric look like he wants help at this point, or is he just sort of walking away? I'll, I'll let you respond to that, Gothric. What, what What is your facial expression right now? I would say, honestly, his facial expression is just sadness. Okay, and if you were to say it dishonestly, um, do you need help? <laughs> Kill the motherfuckers. We gotta get him out of the market, I guess. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Gothrak has realized something. And I can't... I'm not going to shout it out till my turn. That's fair. Um, just, oh my god, I did that horribly. Oh my god. I'm struggling. No, I can't do it. So... Uh, no, I'm still going to do my turn anyway. If it, it, huh? it, if you went the other way, Alexander, you could get there. Yeah, but I don't care about him. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the attack. Sorry, the uh, attack from the clan master, and I'm gonna move over to this side. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because the clan master is totally gonna hit you. Oh, he's clutching. So. Nice. Maybe he remembered those good times again. It's hard to say at this point. Okay, you um, have advantage, Alexander. Cool. I'm going to run past Gothrak and say, I'm going to need you to be the cat on this one. And uh, I'm going to attack with advantage uh, while he's distracted. Oh, oh come on. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to attack again. Okay, that's, we got that's 20, better. 25 to hit. Now, yep. I'm going to use Defensive Flourish again. Hey, much better. So I'm going to add 8 to my AC, which is way better. So we're at 24 now. And hey. that is math. 15 damage, but probably reduced because it's not magic. It is. And... Nah. I guess I probably can't see Vesper from here, can I? So... There's no point trying uh, that. No, you cannot see Vesper. You can see uh, Gothrak and Lunave. Alright, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test something, and I think it's worth a level 1 spell to figure it out. Um, I'll use Healing Word on Gothrak. Okay, what do you say? You're all good, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. Watch your kick. Um, <laughs> Gothrak, you, you hear Alexander call out, and some of your wounds do heal. You heal okay. nine hit points. So it's it's a radius. It's not coming from him. Or at least that's what it seems like. Alright, that's my turn. Okay, that brings us to Kirax. Uh, let me double check something. Kirax is going to quickly pull out a wand. Well, no. 
Fireball! Yeah, he can't. He can't really hit. This mage is a problem, but he knows that he still has his reaction. He hits him with the wand. Can let me see here. Can he get out of counterspell range? I don't think he can. Can he see what condition the mage that's fighting Lunave is in? Yeah, he. Yeah, I, I, I was going to, to do that, but I'm trying to think as Kyrex right now. Um. Damn. Yeah, he. Yeah, Kirax is going to move over here. He's still within counter spell range, so he does start to twist his hands through the air, and the mage on the left will counter spell it. He can counter spell a counter spell. That's a good point. If he thinks it would be worth it, that is a thing. Oh, well, let me let me double check his spell slots again, because I because we we used some of his bigger spells last session. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, screw it. He's he's gonna go for it. So um, moving him back to where he was. Um, he is instead going to run up directly in front of this mage, just getting face-to-face -face with him, just twirling his hands. And as the mage counterspells, Kirax will do his own counterspell and does a cone of cold directly in the mage's face. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. That is his highest level spell. And he that goes now... all the way into the circle, too, right? It it does. Is Hunger of Fadar going to do any damage? Let's find out. Find out next time. I think I mean, you've all we... roasted and frozen them. <laughs> That's what I mean. You had no time to. Yeah. Okay, let me double check here. Actually, <laughs> so no. Funny. It feels so bad, but... Yeah. Yep, that's that's what he's gonna do. So you 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 see Kirax kind of rub a ring on his finger, and out comes the spell. That's that's what he had in his ring of spell storing. Oh, uh, spell storing, sweet. Because he 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 himself he himself can only cast level four spells, but he he was able to get one of the other mages to put that in there. Yep, that Good works. Rolls. Good rolls. Okay. I do need to mark off his level 3 spell. I need to remember to do that. You can not, always not. Okay. Uh, so let me go ahead and roll that. His Cone of Cold. Oh. Okay, it's 8d8 cold damage. Yeah, it, it didn't work. It's 8d8 cold damage. So... Oh, garbage damage. Uh, let's see if the dwarf makes his save. 
Dwarf Mage, Constitution. No fail. He takes 26 points of cold damage. Now that now that mage is looking hurt. Damn, that's really shitty damage. But they're both significantly hurt now. Kirax looks at him still standing. <laughs> looks a little worried. Uh, that brings what about us to the Jacques. other saving throws? You don't know. You can't see them. I know, I know. <laughs> Jacques, it is your turn. I want to cast Beacon of Hope. <gasps> okay. Uh, what's the range? Uh, 30 feet. 30 feet range. On my side. Did you want to... Oh, did you want to move first? Yeah. Oh, uh, hold on. Let me check. Wait, does it work on? Hold on. Let me read it again because I don't remember what. Only the people who are within range. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me. Let me move first then. Uh -huh. Oh, you're so moves, far away. It moves with you. Why are you, you? so far away? <laughs> I'm really far away because I didn't want my fireball to be counterspelled. Well, I guess the only people I can hit is just. Oh, the people up here. Actually, I was just... I'm just trying to kill the guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So the only, people I, the only people I hit was just Vesper, like Xander, Gothrak, Bunave, and then, uh... K-Rex. Yeah, you would actually have to go one to your left to get Vesper, to make oh, sure yeah? she's actually in the aura. Uh, there you go. Thank yep. you. It's not much different from... Or how? Oh no, yeah, it is. Okay. Um, and then as a bonus action, I'm just gonna drink a potion. Okay. What and kind? I get full, uh, regular healing, and I get full healing. Okay, so that is ten points back to you, Jacques. Yep. Okay. That brings us to Gothrak. What does Beacon of Hope do, Jacques? Uh, anyone who... Anyone inside the circle who gains the Ventures and Wisdom saves. Uh, what else was that? You gain full healing for any healings. Oh, okay. Alright, I'll uh, pop a greater healing with a bonus action. So max 20. Okay. And he will turn to Baelnor. This is going to get weird. So I don't know how far you're going to let me go with it, but... It's like, kiss me. He's going to look at Baelnor and lean in towards him and kiss him on the forehead. What? I give you. When yeah. I'm dead, they're mine. All you're left behind is nothing. You are nothing. No gods will save you. I get my reward. You have nothing. And I'm free. I'm free of pain. Of hate. Of loathing. I am free of you and he just walks away 
goes for this mage. Okay, I, I will ask you a question, Darby. Does Gothrak truly mean it when he says that he forgives him? He does. Okay. He's sobbing, and he's crying. And he just turns away from him and goes for this guy down here. Balnor, stunned, just watches you go. Doesn't doesn't attack. What? What? What do you? That that's all. Until his turn. Was that now? Was that my action? I will say yes. That was your action. And he's going to get down here and look at the other dwarf. You, on the other hand, are mine. And that's it. That's his turn. Okay. He doesn't get to kiss two people for his action? Dang it. <laughs> I think he deserves two kisses. <laughs> yeah, one for each attack. He's raging, right? I mean... Yeah. I'll have to rage again, but does it, does it rage do rage is through two damage or <laughs> Well the, the the rage would end It would end be, because turn, he got he, he's been getting attacked. Yeah, it would end at the end of your next turn because okay. you've been attacked. You have to go a full turn a full round, excuse me, without attacking or being attacked. I do I don't mm, I don't know how far you'll let me go on this but Gothrak's going to turn to Vesper and look at her take him and that's it okay. that's my turn but, but Vesper you're looking over at Jacques thanking him for for sending the spell and you see Gothrak look over and you lock eyes uh, let's see one of them is going to swing at the specter that's left uh, with advantage. Fifteen to hit. Say goodbye to Inspector. Yep. Uh, the Spectre <laughs> fades into nothingness. Uh, it, it did force one of the dwarves to use their action, though. So this dwarf can only get to there. The others have full movement. Gothrak is going to look at Vesper. He's yours. Not mine. Take him. <coughs> okay. <laughs> Not your target anyway, so. Yeah, so I'm just like. The one on the goat. The one on the goat is going to use the goat's dash action to get up to you, Taz. The get action? Uh, so you were going. The, yeah, the get action. Uh, that is two Warhammers coming at you. First is a 21. Ooh, yep. For nine points of bludgeoning damage. Second, okay, that com comes off my temporary hit points. 
is a 13. I don't and think that hits. That misses. Okay. Uh, the other is going to dash up to Lunave. Right to... Um, go ahead and roll your Hadar damage, Taz. Actually, um, yeah, go, oh, ahead nice. roll, <laughs> go ahead and roll your Hadar damage and then make a concentration check afterwards. Oh. Roll your Hadar damage. So it's <laughs> yeah, damn. Oh, wait. Five, five damage. Five okay. cold. Constitution check. Ugh, five. So well, it, it would have been a save. Are you are you are you proficient oh. in con saves? Uh, no. Or do you have Warcaster? I do not. Okay. So and Hadar is concentration, I think. Yeah. It is. Hadar fades, and as Hadar fades, you all see one goat corpse that. <laughs> burnt to a crisp and then frozen and then you see two dwarves lying on the ground that have burn marks and ice all over their bodies that are down so Kirax didn't actually kill them that they both of them both of the dwarves had five points left and then your hot R did five so that was the awesome part on that Hadarkin Hadarkin um one of them is still up, though, and he gets to take his full turn. Um, so closest person to him is Kirax. That is all of the guards' turns. It comes to Balnor. Balnor, dumbfounded at what just happened, is calling to you, Gothrak. You, you, how? This is not how it's supposed to be. Um, Alexander, you see him start to step away from you. I'll attack him. Okay. Without advantage, what am I? Just another tool. I only got a 13. <laughs> uh, that misses. <laughs> Alexander, you see Balnor start to walk away, but something seems off about Balnor. You're right. It's not between us. <laughs> he's trying to run, but it looks as if he's moving in slow motion. <laughs> he's screaming in anger. gets up to Gothrak. Ah, you will not! And he'll try and swing. Gothrak's not going to try to block. He lets him hit him. He just turns okay. at him and looks at him. Go ahead. It's okay. <laughs> Okay. And he, 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 he was, he's going reckless. It, it, I mean, it, it hits, so. Yeah. 
Well, he, he still does have to hit. 21. Mm-hmm. For, for 14. Seven. Second one. Yep. And 17. Uh, 11. For five. Five. Got it. Five. No, my 24 AC. Useless. So, uh, as Balnor comes up, you hear him breathing heavily behind you, Gothrak. But it it doesn't seem like the breathing of mid-fight breathing. It's, it's much more labored. And as he strikes out, Kush! Once. Kush! Twice. Do you no longer care for your family? I dream of their screams. Oh, how they cried. <sighs> but they laugh when I'm in their arms. All you have is sadness, Baelnor. It brings us to Rayenthal's turn. Uh, he is going to strike at you again, Vesper. Okay. Uh, with the success of his last turn, he will try Great Weapon Master again. Alright. Uh, that is a... Oh! Is that a six to hit? <laughs> Yes, that is a six to hit. Uh, what did he? What did he roll? A natural two? Yeah, a natural two. Uh, okay, here's the here's the next one. Okay, he could try another natural two. <laughs> you didn't even need a shield of faith. I but didn't. As, as he swings out, that divine essence from Palor, the flames from this. Um, cauldron next to you almost seem to swirl around you and shield your body so he cannot find purchase on you. Um, he he is going to use his action surge. Oh. And he's okay. going to try to hit you again. Um, yeah, he's not going great weapon master this time. <laughs> Loser. Uh, that is a 25 to hit. Shit, yeah. That's what you okay. get. Uh, <laughs> that is nine points of slashing. Go ahead and make a concentration check. Yep. Trash talking on the job. DC 10. DC 10. My job. And you automatically... 15. Oh, yeah. With, with your aura, psh, you're doing fine. Okay. And next one... Natural 18, another 9 slashing. Really? Are you down? Well, no, no, I'm not, but I'm like... Okay, whatever, it's cool. Yeah, that hits. Okay, go ahead and make another concentration check. Really, I couldn't have gotten those when I was doing Great Weapon Master? Like, <laughs> like really? Oh. Isn't your AC higher than... Oh shit! Oh. Shield of Faith fades. No. <sighs> but that is his entire turn. Taz. Okay. Um. How much can I call out in mid combat? Um. What What is the nature of what you're trying to say? Just trying to 
tell them to focus down the the big guy, the one fighting Vesper. Um, you actually, you can't see him, Gothrak, so I'm going to say no. Okay. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. You can see Vesper, who is getting chopped to crap. So if you want to DL something out, I would allow it. Whatever is attacking Vesper, kill it! She has other things to do. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a day off. <laughs> so... I don't know. If there was a movie Vesper's Day Off, I think I'd watch it. I would, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just it's that time that we trained those dogs. That that was the movie. We got nothing done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that last scene was when you realized you didn't get paid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Taz, what do you got? Yeah, no, I was ready to go. Um, so Taz yells out to all you dwarves. Look at the pathetic wretch that you serve. And then he points to... He, he, he's pointing at um, Balnor. And then he looks over at Vesper and points to Vesper. She's more worthy of the dwarven heritage than he will ever be. Look at the sword she bears. Look at how worthy she is to bear it. And look at that pathetic wretch that sat upon the throne. And then I'm going to use Shocking Grasp on the dwarf that's next to me. Okay. Natural oh. 20 for 16. You also had advantage, damage. so you didn't even need it. <laughs> Why did I have advantage? He's wearing metal armor. Oh. Okay, so then I will use that to then step away. Yep, because he does not have a reaction. What about the goat, though? Um, <laughs> he, he is commanding the goat, so I'm going to say that he cannot force it to kick Oh, him. you got off. You got off, Taz. Yeah, the smug goat mm -hmm. can't make for himself. And then, as I, I move away, Gothrak, you're right. He's not worth our time. He's not worth blooding your weapon against. And then I end my turn. Okay. Brings us to the mages. The one next to Kirax. Oh, wait, let me double check the spell slots. Uh, double check spell slots. Uh, yes, the one next to Kirax is going to twist his hand into a motion, and Kirax needs to make a wisdom save. Which fails. Um, all of you see Kirax kind of looking around, and then there's a flash of bluish white arcane light and then where Kirex was standing you see a little itty bitty lizard no 
That's cute, but no. <laughs> you can probably do more melee damage that way. <laughs> I need to mark off that spell slot. Okay. Other one. The other one is going to twist its hands in the air and release a bead of red energy. Taz, I don't think you have counterspell, do you? I do not. I'm I'm actually within 60 feet. Are you going to counter it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll say you can just barely peek around that corner and see it, Liberté, as what would have been a fireball centered on you, Taz, is countered. Uh, he would have taken it. That wouldn't have been so bad. <laughs> He's probably got like 20 HP total. He just doesn't get hit. That is both of their turns. That does bring us to you, Liberté. I have more hit points than you. Maybe. It's right, now I'm at, right now I'm at 55. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got way more than me. Yeah. <laughs> you got like 13 more than I do. If I move 30 feet to right there, I can see both of the mages. So I will again... Once again, I am asking to twin a chromatic orb at level two against the mages. Okay. They cannot counter it this time. Go ahead and make both attacks. Tell me which one is going at the right or left. Left first. Okay. Oh, my whole character sheet just turned black, so I need a second to... Uh, oh, no. Pieces of it are coming back. This is weird. Uh, I think this works. Okay, so the one on the left is going to be the one that gets my extra damage. Extra damage from. I, I get to add uh, my charisma modifier to one roll of a fire damage spell. Ah, so okay. when I twin it, it doesn't go for both attacks. Yep. Gotcha. Go for it. Well, that's a twenty-three. So he's going to take twenty-one. Uh. Yeah. Right. Yes. Oh no, it doesn't. Where's my modifier? Okay, the thing is broke, so we got to add four damage to that. Okay, so that is 27 points of damage to the left. 25. Oh, did I... Yep, 25, yeah, sorry. 15 plus 6 plus 4. Um, yep. Every time roll 20 updates, the custom things I write break. And yeah, this one... Sometimes. Could just be regular without... So that one's a... Oh, that one has the plus 4. What the fuck? Well... Um, okay, I rolled it differently. I, I rolled it, um, well, 15, da does a 15 hit anyway? Um, it would, but the one on the right will shield again. Um, right, he just got his reaction back. Hey, wasted one of the reactions immediately. I just want to say that they get their reaction back right before my turn every time, and so counterspell, <laughs> like, this is the worst, worst case scenario was the mages go right before me. Yeah. I can't move up into the fight. I can't haste anybody because it's only a 30-foot range and counterspell is 60-foot range. Like, so... Yeah, the, the... the This has been a really good fight. I'm, I'm really proud of you guys, and it's not even over. Like, strategy-wise, it's so been the, really good. The mage on the left owes me a concentration check with a DC of 12 because he took 25 damage from the attack. Um, he would if his face wasn't on fire and he was falling over dead. Oh, Kyrix is back. Hey. 
Oh, good. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy in particular. Fuck him. Well, I mean, these guys counterspelling me is what's keeping me from, like, helping Vesper, you know? Like, so... <laughs> Shit, man, relax. I hate them very much, okay? <laughs> okay! Liberté, you quickly pull out your repulsor diamond, charge up the energy, fire it off, and just split your hands in two separate directions, and the two beams go firing off. The one going to the left hits the dwarf directly in the center of the face. There's a giant burst of fire as he just falls backwards, his beard singeing. He is no longer alive. The other one would have hit the other dwarf in the stomach, but he is able to block it with an arcane shield just in time. Okay. Um, I've got to restart my. I've got to restart my roll twenty. Um, but I am going to stay where I am anyway, so it's fine. Okay. That brings us to the clan master. Um, closest person to him is Alexander. Oh, not again. So he's moving up to you. He's gonna roll them both at the same time here. Knock the old uh, guy that out. Is, that is a fourteen and a thirteen. Okay, so he's currently 10 off, so he's going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, he, he comes forward with both of his short swords, Alexander, but you just fling, fling, parry them both away. Come on, dude, stop it. <laughs> that brings us to Vesper. All right. I'm going to hold up my sword because Taz started talking about it. And I'm going to step back and use Misty Step. Okay. Where are you appearing? Right about here. Or here. Yep, you, you appear kind of right on the pedestal of the statue. Okay. And then I'm running straight for Balnor. Okay. And attacking with advantage. That's an 11. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use my reaction for Ghostbusting 21. <gasps> okay. That's, that's, both, that, that's both of your um, yep. uses, Jock. <laughs> Go is. ahead and roll your smite, Vesper. Just at level one for now. But Okay. Six. <laughs> All right. Who has the inspiration die? I do. Alexander. All right. Second hit. 17. Uh, 17 is his armor class. Yes. Um, smite again. Okay. 10. That's even better. Wouldn't hurt on Baelnor this turn. All right, and um, for my hasted action. Wait, am I still hasted? He's a lizard. Um, Kirax never lost concentration. He was never actually damaged. So, like, like he, 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 he still him. clever. He never actually lost concentration on his on his spell. That's why you didn't go stunned this turn. Okay. Right. So, clarification. Haste says I can only attack, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object. Mm -hmm. Does that mean I cannot 
You can't kiss him. No, gross. Uh, <laughs> can I not lay on hands then? I, I I would let you lay on hands. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Then I'm laying on hands myself. Okay. How much are you? How, how much are you giving yourself? Oh, you cut out a bit. What was that? Uh, how much are you giving yourself? Thirty. Okay, all of it. She just pumps yeah. it all in. I'm just gonna say hi. No, I'll deal with you in a minute. Mm. There's like spit and foam coming out of his mouth. He looks deranged. I don't think you'll live that long, but okay. Uh, that brings us to Lunave. Um, Lunave is going to go seeing the mage in front of her is significantly hurt. She is going after the mage. That misses. And it's is currently 20 second long sword attack. Does hit. Uh, she will spend a, oof, a first level smite. Doesn't want to waste her second level, her last second level slot. You see Lunave, her sword lights off with burning bright white divine light and just slashes through the shield of the mage and cuts across his throat. And the mage falls. Down the stairs. Not down the stairs, but... Oh. One step. One step. A set of stairs appears in divine holy sure. light that he falls Uber down. Uberte goes, woohoo! <laughs> um... Yeah, she's going to stay there because there's a guard engaged with her already. That brings us to Alexander. Well, everyone's got someone cool to fight, and I've just got the clan master that can't hit me. <laughs> Frankly, I'm a little disappointed. Like, um, uh, do we know anything about if the magic field dropped or did we just we're just guessing they're not in it anymore? You're not sure. Okay. From exactly where you are, magic seemed to work, but anything closer to the throne didn't seem to work. Okay. Uh, I can't see him, can I? Can I? Who? This man. Um, you can you can see him kind of around the corner. Hmm. Like like you you can like just see his back leg as he's like, where'd she go? And I can and I can see here from where I am, or is the statue blocking that? Uh, you, you can see it. It's not that thick. Okay. You, um, you can see both of them. Cool. I I don't have my super high AC, but uh, the chances of this being useful. Yeah. No, we're gonna do it anyway. Um, I am going to cast hold person at level three. Oh uh, shit. And, oh, sorry, level three, le the next highest level that it can be cast at. Um, so I'm going to hit him and Bailmore. Yeah, so, level three. Okay. Yeah. So I will need saves from them, of which I am not familiar. Is, Wisdom. Yeah, that one. All right, what's your DC? Uh, 16. That is for Bailnor. Fail. Mm. Holy shit. Ryanthal. 
fail. What? Both of them are held. Okay. What? If You're not hit. useless after all. Now, one, rude. And two, if I get hit and lose the spell on concentration, that's where the party inspiration is going. I'm jo Josh, I, you know, you usually roll so high. <laughs> I'm surprised. Know, that's, that's, when you, that's when other people use that spell. I'm a little I'm, I'm I'm really proud of you guys right now. You guys are doing great. Um, that brings us to Kirax. You guys got this. Kirax. In order to get out of this situation, is going to Misty Step back here, and then just kind of take a couple more steps back. Uh, he can only do a cantrip, so he will just firebolt the dwarf who was next to him before. Uh, 19 hits for 9 points of fire damage. Okay. The the lone remaining guard that came from the left is starting to look hurt. Uh, that brings us back to the very top of the round, Jacques. Alright, uh... Question, do I even see the guard over here, up here, or no? I, I doubt that. He's no, like, you, 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 you cannot see him. Held. He's the I one that's held, right? I know. Yeah. But he can't see him because he's behind the cauldron. <clears throat> well, uh, I guess I'll just... Uh, I'll use my last second level to cast a uh, spiritual weapon. That doesn't take my concentration, thank god. Get my second level, my last Oh, that's nice, Sean. Like, this is the <laughs> It feels weird that I'm not- Where are you putting it? Where are you putting it? I'm putting it right next to, uh, Baronor, because I don't- I don't see this guy up here, so I can't really, you know- You don't want to take out yep. the other guards? Oh, actually, yeah, I put it the other guards. Yeah, I'll do the other guards. Over here. Okay. Go ahead and make the attack. Um... Okay. Spiritual weapon. Where is it? There it is. 20 hit. Yep, that hits. Takes he he, he lifts up his shield to try to prevent it from this giant um, glowing longsword that appears out of the ether and slices down at him. It just goes almost through the shield and slices into him. And then as an action, you... <laughs> uh, I could do it. This... No, I'm going to take the dodge action just in case someone try to, tries to hit me. Okay. Jacques is dodging. That brings us to Gothrak. Gothrak is going to walk past Baelnor, taking off the necklace and wrist... Uh, the the wristbands that he has bracelets the bracelets and puts them on the front of Baelnor's armor and keeps walking past him all the way up to here to this motherfucker okay uh this time Baelnor will take an attack on you uh he can't he's held he's paralyzed oh yes that's paralyzed. right paralyzed yes he is and Gothrak is going to open up on this guy 
Go for yep. it. Uh, these are attack. all men. Right? Yes, they are. They are all automatic criticals. Means, uh, the savage attacker work? Yep. Every, yep. every time. It's a really good combo that we never use. <laughs> yeah, I know. Alright, so give me a moment. All of them hit. I need you to roll one, two, three, four more D12s. No, D10s, sorry. Four more D10. And one more D4. No, two more D4. Two more D4. Four D10, two D4. Two. Another 23. All right, let's tally let's tie this up here. 13, 15, 28, 30, 37, 40, 60 points of damage to Ryanthal, who had not yet been hit in this entire fight, and you decimate him. <laughs> I so do much not damage. know your name, but it will not be remembered. That's a lot of damage. And that'll end his turn. Okay. That brings us to the guards' turns. Imitation, imitation, uh, intimidation, or anything? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? Sure, go ahead and roll an intimidation check. Uh, using strength, it's plus one more. Because <laughs> I just yeah, beat the fine. shit out of this guy. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Uh, 22. Okay. Here are four of them left. Okay. Um, this one... And this one, don't look too shaken by what you said, Gothrak, but the other two do. They are currently frightened of you. Uh, this one is going to come up to you, Taz. Um, it is going to do a ram attack with its goat and then two hammer attacks. Okay. That is a 12 to hit. Of course, the goats don't do crap. <laughs> Nine. Guard. Nine. Uh, first Warhammer. That one's good. 21 for eight bludgeoning. Yep. So my temporary hit points are now gone. And, and a natural 20 for seven. Oh, shit. Okay. So, so that's 613 off. Come on. That is those guys. These ones move up. They are frightened, however, so their attacks have disadvantage. Uh, this one is actually going to come up to you, Jacques, which would have had disadvantage anyway, because you're taking the dodge action. Oh. Well, I guess I read the right. future. Uh, the one on Jacques. That is a 18 to hit. <sighs> It hits. <laughs> Alright, that is 10 points of bludgeoning damage, and I need you to make a constitution save. To... Of course. You better get this. 
Natural one. Do we <sighs> potentially want to use the inspiration? What are you uh, holding concentration good. on? Beacon My beacon hope. No. I, I would say yes. I don't, I don't think so. Hear me out, because like it's the difference between whole person and not, and yep. I feel like that's that's what's going to end this fight. I agree with Alexander. Well, uh, hey, we gave him the inspiration. He gets to yeah, choose. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, right. it's Alexander's choice. He's saying no. Beacon of hope fades. Yeah, no problem. I'm uh, playing that card game with the uh, magic cards, by the way. Alexander's choice. And here is the second one at you, Jacques. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, ten. Misses. Yes, it misses. Okay. Yeah, because imagine and if I used then... it there, hit again, and then <laughs> had to roll another one and lost it straight away. We would have felt have... like that misses. Then we have two at Lunave. Uh, both of those miss with disadvantage. Okay, that brings us to Baelnor's turn. Baelnor has no turn. Is paralyzed. <laughs> Vesper, make a perception check. Aye, aye, Captain. I like it. Perception. Perception. Oh, 15. Okay, you, you're ready for Baelnor to come, but then you see him kind of freeze up from Alexander's spell. And as he's standing there, he watches Gothrak walk past, unable to do anything as he places both of the necklaces on the front of the armor. As this happens, both of the necklaces start to flash. Oh. With white light. And you hear... <coughs> He makes a save at the end of his turn. 15. That's a note from me, boss. It needs to be 16. He is still held. That come brings us to Ryan Thal's turn. He is also held. Make a save for him. 18. Mm. Alright, what do we think on this one, guys? I don't really think we need it for him. But, uh, I mean, it's up to you. I think, I think you just decide. What, what, yeah, you, you, you can't use it. You can't use it on another player. Oh, on, on, right. on an NPC, it has to be for one of you guys' roles. Oh, I was under the impression I could, but that's fine. No worries. Yeah, that, that's that's like um, luck or divination, but um, I, I guess, yeah, yeah. Ryanthal does save. But that's at uh, that, the end of but, his turn, right? Yep, that is at the end of his turn. Taz. Okay. I turn to the dwarf in front of me. And I point at Balnor. And I say, do you see what happens to that wretch? when goodness touches him and then i cast shocking grasp again you have advantage oh, okay oh, sorry 
We'll take the first damage if it hits, okay, which 28. it does. So that's 28. <laughs> All right, that is 16, 16 points of lightning damage. Damn. And... I want to go towards the altar, but I can't leave Liberté and Kirax. Why? Because he's going to go after Kirax. He's going to go after the weaker targets. You you can run away, yes. Kirax can't. I'm sure Kirax oh, has shield. Wait. Just think of all the stuff we'll get from his store if he dies. I mean, what? Yeah. yeah. Save well, actually, oh, Kirax's turn. That ring. No, never mind. Kirax's turn is before his, so I'm going to start my way up. Okay, and that's where I will end my turn at the foot of the altar. Okay, the mages are no longer on the field. That brings us to Liberté. Okay, um. I will. Yeah, why not? Okay. Um, I am going to. Can I see? Can I see Belnor from here? Um, no. The goat is in your way. All right. Yeah, why don't I just do? I got it. I got it. I got it. I got this. Okay. Um, I'm gonna move up, and what I want to do is I want to twin a chromatic orb level one, and I want to hit Balnor, and I want to hit the guy riding the goat. Okay. So I can move to there for forty feet before I shoot. Um. And the guy riding the goat, I'll actually do the extra damage. I'll shoot the guy riding the goat first. Okay. Isn't there a limit on how close they have to be for that to happen? For what? To for twinning? For twinning? It, don't they have to be like a certain distance apart to do that? Or am I, no. or am I okay. Never mind. It no, doesn't have, no. have, have to be separate uh, targets. Yep. Okay. You're good. For some reason, I thought there was like a range thing. Never mind. Keep going. Have to be within my range. Okay. Um, yeah. So the first roll is the guy on the goat. Uh, yep. Chromatic orb level one. Got it. Okay. And the second one is going to be Balnor. Which um, is at oh, advantage. Uh, unfortunately, that misses. Such a bad roll. Okay. Advantage on Balnor. Yep. 13 misses the guy on the goat. A 24 on Belnor. Which does hit and is an okay. automatic. Well, wait, no, it's not an automatic crit because it's not melee. So it's just 19 yeah, points of damage. Okay. So he takes and 19. Then the extra? No, that was on the first guy and it missed. Oh. Oh, wait. Actually, the way it's worded is I get to add the damage to one damage roll, and technically I only rolled one damage roll, right? Because I only got one hit. Yeah, sure. That's how oh, much he... more? Four. Got it. 23 on him. Um, and then I've got 20 feet left, so I am going to use that to move 
I guess there, and then I'm going to bonus action. Uh, I DM Josh last turn. I didn't want to interrupt. I used the bonus action last turn to cash in a level one spell for one sorcery point. I'm going to do that again this turn. Um, so it, that's... It, it, isn't it two sorcery points for a level one spell? No, it costs two sorcery points to get a level one spell. You get ah, okay. one sorcery point to uh, oh, if you oh, cash in. I, yep, you're going the other way. Yes, I'm going I the other you. way. I got you. All right, that brings us to the clan master. Um, he is attacking Alexander. No, please. Uh, that is a... 24. 20 and a 12. Uh, so one yeah, of four misses. But the other one does not. Okay, so you take uh, five points of slashing damage. No. Uh, please go ahead and make a constitution save to see okay. if you can maintain shot concentration. Uh, save, sir. So. Yep, this one. DC 10. 11. Yes, you maintain <laughs> concentration. <laughs> that brings us to Vesper. He's now done 10 damage to me, and now I want to kill him. <laughs> Over four hits, he's done 10 damage. <laughs> Can I see Gothrak from here? Is the statue blocking my... Um, it, it's it's not like you can see bits and pieces of him. Okay. Uh, which way is Balnor facing? Because he was uh, frozen. He he, he is looking. I, I'm saying like he's not completely frozen. Like he can still like move his head, like you know, like ha half an inch at a time. So he's he's currently looking over towards where Gothrak is. <laughs> I'll step in the way of. Where Galthrak is, so you can't see him. Okay. <laughs> you have no power over him. And I'm gonna hit him. Okay, you have advantage and auto crit. Yeah. Let's see if oh, that actually God. matters. It's probably gonna be a lot of damage. <laughs> um, 20 does hit. Um, so go ahead and roll another. All right. Uh, first, go ahead and roll another d8. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, so 12 points of slashing damage. Reduced to six. And then if you're smiting, it is two times the number of d8s. So if you do a first level, it's four. If you do a second yep. level, it's six. It's four for now. Okay. 19. Okay. Ooh. You take your sword and just slash right across from his shoulder down across his pecs and across his stomach and it puts a giant wound across the front <laughs> he is very hurt and I just feel nothing so second attack 25 Okay. Go ahead and roll another D8. And then are you smiting? Yes. That's seven for the D8. Okay. And then my last level two slot. 
So that's twice. So that's... 68. 68. Oh, that's sexy. Okay, hold on. 26. Vesper, what is your fight finishing touch as you take out Baelnor? I take my Dwarven Forged Sword and just thrust it between his uh, chest where his heart is. You take your sword, light it up with that divine energy, and, and it just seems to sink through his armor, not even doing any resistance, right into the center. And you just let it sit there, and you twist it. You pull it out. And as you do, there is a loud, cavernous, thunderous crack! It is the loudest thing any of you have ever heard in your entire lives. As it begins to echo, crack, crack, crack. The very floor beneath you begins to shake. It continues and builds, getting more and more violent. It almost feels as if the entire city is about to break into pieces and collapse. Everyone roll a con save, please. But I just did one. Oh, 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 oh. oh, God. Oh, shit. Natural one. Damn it. I'm not, in, I'm not in range. Fuck. So you haven't used the the thing yet, Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got a 22. Uh, I'm just waiting to see them all first. Yeah, oh. take, take it, Taz. Take the inspiration. Roll again. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Only a seven. But a natural a one. Natural one. Mm. Alexander, Taz, and Jacques, you are deafened momentarily as this loud crack assaults your ears. <laughs> oh, is that all it was? Oh. You look around. <laughs> it's, not, it's not great, don't get me wrong. But you all <laughs> look around, and in this exact second, right as this shaking is happening and this loud crack happens, we are going to take a break. Hey there, it's Josh, your friendly neighborhood GM. The fan favorite part of our shows may be the sweet silence during breaks, but we do hope that you find the rest of the episode, at the very least, tolerable. If you're one of the poor, unfortunate souls who happen to enjoy our content, then why not consider backing us on our brand new Patreon! This shiny new platform helps us create more and better content for you, our fans. Each level comes with a variety of rewards that will ingratiate you like a warlock warbling before a patron's power. Head on over to patreon.com slash actnaturalshow for more details. Link in the description included. Now back to the show.
Liberté. As the final blow into Baelnor is struck, you see through Taz and the Dwarven Guard, Vesper stick her sword into his chest and pull it out. This loud cavernous crack emits and the rumbling starts. You start to panic, wondering what's going on, and look towards your friends and the remaining enemies. But you don't see any of them at all. You seem to be alone in this large cavernous room. They seem to have vanished without reason. In front of you, you see small sparkles start to appear, almost as if someone was casting prestidigitation. They vary in color for a few seconds before starting to flash in a pattern. Red, yellow, orange, red, yellow, orange, red, yellow, orange. And slowly there's more and more and more. And over a minute or so they form into a humanoid form. They slowly form into a brilliantly beautiful woman. Her entire being outlined by the sparkles. Long, dark hair encompassed in them frames a kind, smiling face. You're trying to keep your balance as this continues, and she twirls a hand, and the shaking around you ceases instantly. She reaches out a hand. Take it. Who are you? You know me. Go ahead and make a religion check. Okay. I mean, I'm prepared to guess, but... And I'll, I'll let you do it with advantage, too. Okay. Yeah, thank you for the advantage. Glad I gave you advantage. It's an 18, because it would have been a natural one. This is undoubtedly Lyra. Uh, okay. Ah. Uh, Lyra. Yeah, I'll I'll grab her hand. Yes. She takes it in yours and, and tugs you forward. It's you weren't expecting it, but you almost fall and slip as if you're going to fall into the floor. And you start to tumble forward over and over. The world around you goes black. Your stomach jerks as it suddenly stops, and dark shapes begin to swirl around you, much like going into the pensive in Harry Potter. Soon the dark shapes develop color. And you see yourself standing near a craggy shoreline, nearing the log wood walls of a small town. You hear that voice echo in your ears. Let me show you the true truth. And you follow a group of dragonborn walking into this small town. You see them walking in, conversing seems to be mostly dwarves. You see them trading. You see some dragonborn sailing in. Time fast forwards and you see a small camp being set up, multiple tents outside. As time begins to move forward quicker and quicker, you see more and more of these dragonborn arriving. And then time skips suddenly and you see yourself in the tunnels of Mandwalis, the ones you have 
snuck through and fought through. And you do see Dragonborn driving dwarves from their home. You hear dwarves screaming, You told us you were exiled! You said you would all move on once all had arrived! Dragonborn storming the gates of the small outpost-like city before moving up into the upper city and forcing their ways down into the tunnels. The exact way that you came down. You see multiple dwarves going down, fighting, so others surrendering. Time skips again. You see scores of dwarves being sent away from the outpost and away from the city out towards the desert. You see others sailing away on ships. Your vision goes dark once again. The shapes begin to reform and then you flash inside a room much smaller than this, but still very ornate. There are large sconces and a um, massive war table is currently set around. There are several dragonborn all around it. They seem to be in the middle of some kind of discussion. You kind of look around the rest of the room. Go ahead and make an intelligence check for me. Okay. Do I think like this is a future jump again, or can I not really tell uh, that? Uh, it, 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 each time it's jumping, you seem to be going forward. You have not okay. gone backward since the original time yet. Intelligence 15. Okay. Based on the view out of the window nearby, you can actually see down into a large open grassy area outside of where that wooded walled outpost was. And there's actually a lot of construction happening nearby. And looking around you, you can actually see areas under construction around you. And you realize that you are in the Clan Master's Palace. Under construction. You kind of look around at the various dragonborn having conversation. One of them, wham, slams a claw down. The Pentarchy demands that we surrender the husk of the Dwarven city to them. They squabble and argue. We cannot allow this. We took this. It was ours. We drove them out. And over the next few minutes, others begin to squabble and yell and just start chaos begins to reign when there's a loud boom and you see an elderly dragonborn, a gold dragonborn with very long whiskers cracking a staff onto the ground. They all instantly stop and turn to look. There is but one way to resolve this conflict, as I see it, without further bloodshed. Go ahead and um, make a... what would this be? Um, perception or history, your choice. Wolf are ones. <laughs> Thirteen. Okay. You did not get very close to the clan master during the fight, but you did see towards the end as you moved up next uh, near Taz that he had a large um, signet ring 
on one of his fingers. And looking down at the dwarf that you see, this golden dragonborn, you see that it's the same ring. And the dragonborn looks around at everyone at the table. Tell my family. I always love them. And that we shall reign over our new city for ages to come. Some of them begin to whisper, What, what are you doing? What, what are you saying? And the mage begins to whisper for a moment, twirling his hands. And as he finishes and simply puts his hands together, there's another warping of the space and color around you, but it's much different. Before, the entire scene would shift and change in kind of a swirl. This is almost like a fuzz where everything just kind of shifts and and, and moves just off center. The sun and the moon kind of spin by and then go back and spin by and go back and spin by and go back. The very fabric of time and space around you is seeming to change with the power of the wish spell. As the sensations around you fade, you return to that same room, though the mage is no longer present. The dragonborn around you are no longer yelling or arguing. In fact, they look quite content with themselves. Here, I have it finally, one of them yells enthusiastically as he runs into the room. The Pentarchy has finally granted us semi-autonomous status! And they all begin to cheer and shake hands and hug. This land was nothing when we arrived. No one for miles. Now we shall make it our own. And the council? Yes, yes. The council has agreed that the Rhymodon clan of Golden Scales shall take the place of clan master. Is nodding and murmuring in agreement throughout the room, though no one offers a concrete reason why. The only golden dragonborn in the room kind of bows his head. I humbly accept this honor to be put up by my clan. We will lead with much pride and determination. The colors change again. You know you're jumping forward in time once again. The palace, as you now look out the window and the colors return to normal, you still stand in this room, the same room, but the palace around you is now finished, the construction complete all of the intricate work finished. Even the city outside looks to be done, at least the beginnings. You see a golden scale dragonborn sitting behind a desk, writing something. And after a moment of just a large golden flash in the middle of the room exists and just you see a scroll land in the middle of the room. The clan master, who jumped back at the initial flash, now slowly edges around the desk and edges towards it. He kind of pokes it with a claw, but nothing happens. You follow him. He takes it, opens it. He begins to read, and the farther and farther he reads, his eyes grow wider and wider. Curious, you walk around behind him to read over his shoulder. This scroll details the true events about the creation of Dragon Harbor and the fall of Mandwalas. He looks horrified and falls back into a chair, unsure. 
but after a few minutes, gets a determined look on his face, inhales, and incinerates it. This, you hear him say out loud, shall never be spoken of. Time skips again. You see a different golden dragonborn, another clan master. Once again, the scroll appears. It is red. This time it is thrown in the fire. And this process repeats itself again and again and again and again until you see the current clan master who, as he reads the scroll, drops to his knees. You see him openly begin weeping. He stands up, walks around to the main front of the desk, and puts it in the bottom right drawer and locks it away. I hope this does not come due within my reign. As his voice fades into nothing, your vision goes completely black. The, uh, the outline of the woman reappears. Why do you show me this? There is much work that needs to be done. The ending of this sadness is only the beginning. Joy takes work. will be very hard on two separate groups. They must know a truth. Hor will not be pleased that his actions were interfered with. You think that the truth will ultimately bring joy? Lies do not bring joy. Only a feeling that is fake. For these peoples to truly be happy once again, they must overcome this together. I see worry and struggle within you, my child. Do not despair. Forgive, but do not regret, as your friend has. If a golden swine rolls in the mud, its glimmer is suppressed. That muck may cover a shimmer, but it will always, always shine through in the heaviest of storms. Forgiveness does not come easy to me, but I will try. You are doing well. You are striving to bring happiness to many, along with peace. And of that, I am very proud. Come to High Hall in Adoru. There we will speak at length. But, and she kind of gets distracted and turns her head. But now I think you must return. Your friends will need you in the fight to come. I will. I will see you there. O.R. will not forget. Go ahead and make a charisma save. Okay. 
I'm good at that. Not pull the Jacques here. Let's see. A 23. Okay, go ahead and roll 1d6 for me. Four. You can restore up to that many levels of spells right now. Okay. And we are going to tell everyone to come back. Okay. But over the next 12 seconds or so, that rumbling that started slowly fades. And you all begin to feel more sure that the city isn't falling apart. Alexander. Mm. You notice that the clan master in front of you has stopped moving. Just entirely, or...? He seems frozen in place. And as you reach in to try to check him over, you hear another crack. You look around for the source of the noise, and the statue of Hoar is beginning to crack. I'm going to move out of the way. Bring the clan master with you? And no, nah, be fine. He did ten damage. See the statue cracking. As the cracks get larger and larger, ooze begins to slide out from the inside and starts to fill the area around it. Okay, now I might try and move him. Eventually, the metal shell shatters. The statue is no more. So when this shatters, does that implode or does that explode? Or it just falls it, out? It, it basically just falls apart. Oh, crumbles. Okay, cool. As it crumbles away, the metal falls, revealing a grotesque sight. A figure standing 12 feet tall with two heads. Hairless, with rows of misshapen teeth. It seems ogre or giant-like, except for the long, two hooked claws that have replaced its hands. It roars out at all of you. We're back into combat. No. Oh no. Oh no. Ew. Josh, can you hear me? Yes, I, I can. can I can hear you. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Because I asked something earlier and I don't think you heard me. All good. Oh, what, what, what did you say? Sorry? Uh, with the statue cracking, I was asking if Gothrak saw the statue cracking. Because he was uh, going to yeah, move yeah. Over and get him out of the way. Yeah, you, 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 you can do that um, while it was cracking. What did you want to do with him? Just put him behind me. So, like, both of you move, like, back here? Uh, no, just I'm moving him. Just back out. Okay. So like like that. Yeah. Okay. You you pull him out, Gothrak, and it's like moving a piece of stone. He does not move or attempt to help in any way. You have to drag him around behind you away. 
you all now see this creature. Jumping back into combat. Jacques, you are up first. What are you doing? Uh, is this dwarf still fighting me, or is it... You look. The dwarf seems to have frozen in place. It oh. is not moving. It is just standing there. Okay. Almost as if it's stone. But it is still flesh. Uh, right. Uh, I don't know what to do here. Okay, it's coming after. Get the um, ugly thing! <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna... Oh, why can't I control it? Oh, no wonder. <laughs> I have a... Which one's the ugly one? I can't control my spiritual weapon for some reason. Make sure you're on the the selection one. Selection one, I am. You were on the hmm. pen. Because I could see Select you draw. Move. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm clicking drag it's not moving. Well, uh, you want it to go like up there? Uh, five, ten, fifteen, yeah. It's up there, yeah. Okay. And I'm going to uh, switch up my attack. I don't want to get close to it yet. I don't know what this thing can do. Totally hit. You swing your spiritual sword, and the thing just deflects it with its giant hooked claw. Alright, then. Uh... Action? Action. I... Okay, I'm gonna go up to it, and I'm gonna attack it. One handed long sword. I thought you meant. Oh, never mind. Advantage. Oh, god damn it. I forgot to press. I'll roll it again. For advantage. Uh, so, sorry, remind me, what's giving you advantage? Uh. Gothic's right there. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh. You're not exactly yeah. opposite. Yeah. But... Oh, maybe it's, right here? It's, oh, no, no. It, it's fine. It's fine. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let me see here. Uh, yes, that does hit. So you are able, with your longsword jock, to just cut across the front. But its uh -huh. hide is very, very tough to get through. I'm assuming that's half damage, then, from what you're, what you're saying. Seems like it. Okay. For the record, uh, I just posted in Discord what it looks like. Oh. Oh. That's not pretty. That's pretty ugly. That's my turn there. Oh, damn. That, that That's brings a us to Gothrak. Gothrak yells out, Ignore everything else! Take this fucking thing down! What is it? There is nothing else. They're all frozen. Liberté! Everything you've got. And he lights it up. Uh, Go for it. Two attacks at advantage. 26 and 27. Both of those hit. 22 points of damage. My weapon is magical. I don't know if it makes a okay. difference. 
Does it look like it's actually hurting it as opposed to what Jax was doing? Actually, you know what? I take that back. Jacques, it it, 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 it is tough to get through. However, you don't think it did or you don't think it resisted your damage. Oh, okay. I'm 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 overruling myself. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Gothric, you, you 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 do not think it resisted your strike. Okay. Um, as a bonus action, oh, you don't have Beacon of Hope up anymore, do you? Fuck. No. All right. Uh, yeah, as a bonus action, <laughs> this shit's about to hurt. As a bonus action, he's gonna drink a greater healing potion. Okay, that is forty-four plus four. Uh, 12. All right. Okay. And Gothrak will just focus the strikes on it, looking at it. Me! Me! Fucking bring it! And that's it. Okay. That brings us to the dwarves' turns. They don't move. They don't seem to be able to move. That brings us to the Entity's turn, also known as the Angry. Uh, let's see here. Its range is only five, so we are going to get one attack on each Vesper, Jacques, and Gothrak. Here is the first attack. We'll say this one is at um, Gothrak. Maybe. Girl 20 wants to send it. Oh. Natural 20. Oh god, that's a lot of damage. Well, the first one's on me, right? It is on you. Good. Okay. So... It swings out at you, Gothrak, with unnatural speed right across your neck and chest. That is 29 points of piercing damage, halved to 14. Yeah, I'm staying back here. Can I? 40 points of psychic damage, which is not halved. Right. Can I get a reaction? Yes, you can. What are you at, Gothrak? Are you up? Oh yeah, he's up. Okay, I, I didn't know how much you had left. That's why I was asking. <laughs> okay. Vesper, Vesper, what is your reaction? I'm going to just scream no, and I'm using Rebuke the Violin. Okay. Uh, I'll use my reaction as such an attack. Okay, both of you go ahead and make, uh, or I'm sorry, Jacques, go ahead and make your strike. Mm-hmm. Equal to the damage it oh, just Oh, it's going to be a lot of damage if that was. <laughs> yep. Holy Wisdom shit. save. What's the DC, Vesper? 15. Oh. Just saves. It's still plenty. Yep, so that is half damage to what it just dealt. So that was, what did I say, 14 plus 40, 54, 27 points of damage. 
Hell yeah. So, as it strikes into Gothrak, Vesper screams, No! And just a brilliant burst of divine light flows through Vesper, almost like um, a concentrated laser beam right into its stomach. Uh, that's its first attack of three. Yeah, I'm definitely staying back here. Oh, shit, I'm one. so dead. I'm so dead. <laughs> Second one is on you, Jacques. Well, I actually already rolled it, uh, so we'll just keep that one. Um, uh, that is an oh, 18 to hit you, Jacques. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, with that damage, I'm down, yeah. You only take the piercing damage. Oh. You take then. 22 points of piercing damage. The psychic damage only applies on the first hit. Oh. That's cool. So both Gothrak and Jacques are very hurt right now. Uh, Vesper, the last one comes to you. All right. Twenty-four. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That is nine. 19 points of piercing damage as this hooked claw right into basically the side of your stomach. And it sticks probably a good four or five inches in and you have to get it, just pull it out and it retracts with a whole bunch of blood and gore on it. I needed that, but okay. That brings us to Rayenthal, who is like all the other dwarves, not moving. Taz. Oh boy. Okay. Uh... I'm going to step down to here. I'm going to cast Hex on him. And okay. Eldritch Blast. It's 17 to hit. Uh, you fire at Taz, and it just seems to... <laughs> Hit its tough armor, armorous hide. Doesn't do okay. any damage. Thirteen doesn't hit either. Shit. Okay. Yeah. The the next one misses, and it fires right over its shoulder. Both uh, Alexander and Gothrak. You see that as that bolt of Eldritch Blast gets between you two, like directly between you, right here, it fizzles. Push it back. That brings us to Liberté. Where did you mark the Eldritch Blast fizzle? Over there? How did. So, but wasn't that Taz's shot? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. So that's where it, it fizzled it, out. And then fizzled. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it missed over its shoulder and then fizzled. Okay. Okay, all right. Um, okay, so God. any sense to do? I guess. Um, I am going to shout at the thing. Um, uh, uh, your anger has no place here. They're going to forgive. 
and I'm going to move forward a little bit and I'm going to twin my haste on Jacques and Gothrak. Okay. Thank you, Trek, how far I just moved. That's okay. Jacques and Gothrak? Interesting. Yep. And it gives you plus two to your AC. Vesper technically is still hasted. Yeah. I oh, am. yeah, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will say oh. that there are only five rounds left, including this one, on Kirax's hate. No, no, it's going to be less than that. I'll say four, because two rounds passed in between. So you have four rounds left on your haste, Vesper, counting this one. Yay. Yeah, it was between Jacques and Alexander, but it seems like Jacques needs the AC right now, so... If I can avoid not going in, that'd be great. <laughs> focus, focus healing. Um, and then yeah, I finish. I finish my move, and that's my turn. Okay, Clan Master is not moving, but alive. And it's a good thing that you moved him, Gothrak, because. In my notes, any dwarf or dragonborn within five feet of him would be automatically cut in half. So, good job. He did do 10 damage. Yeah, I thought so. That brings us to Vesper. You are oh. hasted. I'm, I'm cutting into this bitch. Uh. Go ahead, make your attacks. Am I at advantage or. No, you're not flanking. Dang. Well, it depends on how he defines flanking. If if you move one to your left, I'll give you flanking. It's fine. All right, I'll do that. One to my left. Yeah. 14. Um, you, you swing, Vesper, and much like before uh, with Jacques, it just parries the, your blade away with its scoped hand. Another one. Natural 20. Ooh, nice. Drop that shit like it's base. I don't have any smites left. Oh, no! I was so happy when you burned them all on Balnor. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> another one. Ten. Uh, yep. Yeah. You're, you're just having trouble getting getting in. It's a little too dangerous, and you're a little freaked out over how much damage it's done to the three of you already. Uh, does anyone have any ideas? Hit it till it dies. Thank you, Alexander. Very helpful, as always. No worries. I'm staying back here. All of you, run! That brings us to Lunave. Uh... She is going to move up as well and get into range with it. Die, foul creature, die! Smite that bitch. Uh, so she hits with both, um, and she will spend two smites. So this is 5d8 on top of these. Ooh, look at that! Whoa. 45 
five points. Okay. As, as Lunave strikes into it once, twice, two bursts of divine light, there is a little bit of thick, dark maroon blood starting to come out in places. It just seems to be getting angry and more frenzied with each strike. Brings us to Alexander. Okay. I mean, I keep saying I'm going to sit back, but everyone else is getting in on this action, so... I might have to be a teamwork. Um... Yeah, okay. I get advantage anyway, so I'll, I'll attack. Maybe, maybe the advantage with the friends who made him play. I don't know. So um, a Jacques, Jacques is your Charles? Everyone's my Charles. Maybe the real Charles was the friends who made him play. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna use my sword. Your sword? My sword. Uh, 25 hits? 25 hits. And uh, I've already used one of these, but I'm going to use another one. So I'm going to use Defensive Flourish, because it is the best one, and let's be honest. I need it. So, um, that'll be D8. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, another eight. Eight. We did the 8. So I do 16 damage on the first hit. Okay. And, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll do the next attack. 19 to hit? Yes, 19 does hit. And we hit for 8. Okay. Uh, I think that'll be it from me, boss. Nice round. Okay. Actually, brings... healing anyone, not really. Everyone's going to die no matter what, so I can't really heal you. Nothing personal, kids. That brings us to Kirax, who is going to move over here and will Firebolt. Because he doesn't have any spells that can damage it and no one else that are higher level. Use fireball. Do it. <laughs> Natural Ooh. 20 for Kirax. Nice. It only took like 15 episodes, but he's doing something, guys. So, so Kirax conjures up this burst of red energy, fires it off, and it... <laughs> Just singes right, right over one, where one of the claws uh, attaches to the skin. Uh, that brings us back to the top of the round, Jacques. Ah, uh, shit! I have two actions, right? I'm, I'm hasted. Yes, you are hasted. Hold on, let me add that. And a spiritual weapon. There you go. I'm gonna work my way around. Cast Kirwos on Gothrak level one. Okay. Careful. Level one. Seven HP. Got it. Gothrak, you heal for seven. Uh, then I'll use my action to disengage. My second okay. hasted action. Yep. Use your um, movement and your bonus, or some of your movement and your bonus. Gonna move right. Well. Uh... Go all the way around behind the door. <laughs> use that as my shield. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm gonna uh, use the bonus dice to attack with my spiritual weapon. Go for it. 
Uh, hilarious. Uh, is that advantage? Yes, it is. Uh, would you count that as advantage? No. No, no it, it's not. It's, it's not advantage. Okay, this one. I'm not sure how. It's been a while since. Oh. Normal. No. That will miss, unfortunately. You just swing, and the blade is unable to get through its tough hide. Why does that have such a hard time hitting with this thing? Alright, that's my turn. The things you're Gondor, good at, I'm not good at. But the things you're bad at. <laughs> anything, anything that has to do with my wisdom score, I'm bad at. <laughs> Gothrak, you are hasted. You feel that surge of energy run through your body. What are you doing? Gothrak looks at the creature. Ignore everything else. You're from Whore. I am your target. Kill me. If you can. And he unleashes four attacks. Go for it. 26, 28, 19, and 18. Yep. Um, all of them hit, and the second one is a critical. So go ahead and roll one more d10. Sorry, one d10, two. Yeah, yeah, you're all right. All right, so that is twelve. Oh man, what is that? Twenty-three. So that's thirty-five. Thirty-five. Forty-seven. Sixty points. Forty-nine. Fifty-six. Fifty-eight. Plus the two. Plus the extra two. So sixty. That was that. No, fifty-eight was with the two. Oh. I miscounted them. Look into my eyes, beast! See my anger and my revenge! I am your supper! And that's where I'll end his turn. Yep, you strike out Gothrak once, twice, three times, four times. There are cuts and gashes all over its body as that blood is now beginning to pour out and pool around it. Okay, that brings us to its turn. Um, Torn. So, between both you and. Yes. I was doing my best. I don't know if. I don't know how you would do this. I was doing my absolute best to convince it to unload on me. Uh, let's hope we can understand. Persuasion you. check? <laughs> it's not a very intelligent creature. Alright, well. Yep, that's why I didn't do my range spells, because it has to be a smart boy. Or at least smarter than four, and I don't know if it is. <laughs> so I can't insult I hit it, it the most, though. <laughs> Well, b- both you and Lunave did about equal amounts of damage. So we, the first attack is going at you, Gothrak, and then we'll see. And then if you're up, it might change that. So here is the first attack at advantage. Maybe. Oh, the suspense. <laughs> yeah, seriously. There it uh, is. Uh, 27 to hit. That hits. I don't think Gus takes him out. Okay. 
with the first hook from all of the cuts that you did, it comes up and gets you right in the stomach. And it it almost comes out the back of you, Gothrak. That's how forceful it is. It pulls it back out. I am going to have it make a wisdom save. For the situation that has occurred through all of this. The situation. Can I try to hold onto his claw? No. Are 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 you coming back up, Gothrak, using your ability, or are you going down? Oh, he's going down. Okay. Gothrak falls. The creature roars out wildly, looks around at everyone else around him, and then strikes into Gothrak again. Got it. At advantage. Why is it taking so long? Yeah, the servers just screwed themselves. Oh, uh, sorry, that was to me, uh, but it was a 23. Oh, yeah. So that is two failed death saves. And one more time with the final hook. This one comes straight down onto your neck. Maybe. At some point, you know, it has to attack. Maybe it won't. It's Maybe. frozen, Maybe. like the dwarves. Yep, there it is. Finally, I don't, I don't, I don't know why it didn't roll advantage. Any, oh well. Um, all of you see the last hook <laughs> directly through Gothrak's neck. It pulls it back out, and Gothrak is now bleeding out and dead. With a smile on his face. Oh, he thinks we're not going to revive him. That's cute. <laughs> I, know. I don't know. Right? It's like it's like I'm not there for some reason. <laughs> Given how hard this thing is to hit, I'm going to go toll the dead. Okay. DC 17. Natural one. So he takes 33 points of damage because of the necrotic bell and then my hex and then maddening hex on top of that. So 33 damage. Okay. Um, hex is anytime you damage or is it yep. weapon damage? I'm, I can't remember. Anytime okay. I damage. And then what then what does Maddening Hex do again? It's psychic damage on top of my Hex. It's by invocation. So it automatically hits regardless of whether I hit or not, so long as Hex is on there with my bonus action. With Hex, you have to hit it with an attack. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. So... All right, so... 
then the six comes off. So it's 22 plus five. Oh, no, wait. Okay. Yeah, because I can still yeah, do the five, five damage. 27. Whether I hit or not. Yep, 27 damage. Yep. And then go ahead and roll an additional d12 because it rolled a one. Nope. Oh. Ugh, a one. Okay. So a total of, what was that? 28, 28 points of damage. Oh, yep. man. That bell comes through, encompasses its, it encompasses its entire form, and as it shakes and rattles it around, as it's roaring after go after killing Gothrak, its flesh begins to just slaw off. Blood is pouring out of it. It looks very, very hurt. Liberté. Okay. Um. Fireball. <laughs> uh. I mean, I could. I don't have to hit anybody in the party. Um. Nah, that's just fine. Yeah, I can die. It's good. <laughs> if I die to fireball, then it is what it is. Right. I mean, I could. I could. I could get the tip on the thing so that it's not hitting anyone except him, right? Maybe you should draw uh, it just, just so I can see. Or I could draw he, it. He stepped away for a second. Yep. Let's see. It's a something foot radius. I mean, I'm gonna weigh into him next turn, so... You're gonna wait until what next turn? No, I'm gonna weigh into him. I'm gonna, like... I'm gonna fuck him up. <laughs> I just saw him kill Gothrak, though. You gotta understand that I just saw him kill Gothrak. That's true, that's true. 20 foot radius, okay, so I need a 40 foot... Alt, hold alt for a circle, okay. So, 5, 10, 15... I'm back. 20, 25, 30, 35... I'm just trying to see if I fireballed what... Hole. That would look like. Um, you gotta go south a little bit. It looks like I can do that and only hit him and uh, the other guy. Uh. Hmm. Yes, that that would be correct. But if without you hitting down a little bit more and hit all of us, then you could take the crown. Gothrak is already dead. But, but then he'll be like burned to a crisp. Oh yeah, I can't no. hit. I can't hit Gothrak. Yeah. Okay. So I can put it there. It's still hitting Gothrak. Just oh, pull it back towards you a little. Right. No, 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 no. The, the radius has to go through at least half of your space. Yeah, yeah. Right, right there. I would say it's not hitting Gothrak or Jacques. I, I would say I would say right there you would hit the angry and then um, Ryanthal and the dwarf. Yeah, I mean I was thinking about doing chromatic orbit level three. The problem is with his AC, I might miss and just waste the spell. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna use my last level three spell slot and uh, toss the fireball on your screen. Okay, go ahead and roll the damage. Both um, Ryanthal and the dwarf automatically fail their saves yeah. as they are stunned. I'm also going to um, eliminate a level one spell slot 
as a bonus action to get a sorcery point so that I have one again. Okay. Uh, cast it one. Three. Mine rolls fast. 29 damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll an additional d6 for both of them as they critically fail their saves. Only one. 30. Nice. Okay. Liberté, you throw out your fireball and explodes in the center of the palace of Mendwalis, currently under construction, attempting to be reborn. What is your finishing touch as the fire engulfs the angry? Um, well, I mean, I, I, I cast the spell using uh, Draconic instead of Infernal, which I had previously been using for... I use Infernal for all my spells except my fire ones. I use Draconic instead, which I know sounds kind of strange. Uh, and as I'm releasing the uh, fireball orb to, to blow him up, um, I say, uh, and the truth, uh, the truth sets you free. There is a loud <laughs> explosion as the flames subside. You realize that both Ryanthal and the other dwarf that were stunned are both incinerated and turned into ash. No, not even bodies are left behind. The angry, no, the flames begin to lick over its body, and the flames could only reach the front half. So basically, just the front of it is burnt to a crisp. The faces. The hooks, the front of the arms, and over time, it falls to its knees and is dead and begins to melt into sludge. Quickly look around to see what's happening to the dwarves. I'm running to Gothrak. Same here. There is no visible reaction from the dwarves or the clan master. Okay. Since Jacques. I see Vesper and Jacques already going for Gothrak, I'm going to tackle the clan master. You're going to tackle him? Okay. You, I'll, I'll, we'll do this first. Liberté, you get to him. Boom! You hit him like a, uh, like, like a sack of potatoes. And... <laughs> you knock him over in this way a couple feet. And he explodes. He doesn't explode, but he's still in the exact same position that he was when he was standing. So they're stuck. Jacques and Vesper, you run over to Gothrax, now corpse. Pull his body away from the anti-magic? Or no? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Jacques? I I would like to I would want to revive him. However, I made a promise to him. When? What? You don't do this now, Jacques. He's a friend. He needs our help. What? What was the promise? 
Well, he wanted to see his wife and kids. I mean... There's time for that later. There's time for it later, and... And there's time for it now, and... Jacques, if he doesn't want to come back, he won't. I... I All understand right, he made a decision before. Alright then. He changed his mind. I'll try then. It's only diamonds. And I'm... <laughs> I'm going to cast a river five up here up the... Give it the... I'll place the... Grab the diamond and place it on his chest. And I'm going to cast a... River five on the hill. Bahamut, Lord of the Wind, grace me with, with your grace, for I am not strong enough to do this on my own. Aid me for this mass test. May not be done. Okay. I, I have no magic left, but I just want to help too. Okay. Vesper, Vesper, what would you like to bring to this ritual? <sighs> God, I don't have so much. I'll. <laughs> it's stupid. It's so stupid, but I'll grab that doll I have. <laughs> I'll just lay it beside him. I'm like, ah, you can't. You can't. Not yet. Okay. Make a persuasion check. Okay. Oh, that was not an advantage, but 15. You will your essence out to the ether, speaking to Gothrak's soul wherever it is, urging him to come back. Is there anything else anyone would like to bring to this ritual? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to look. I think Liberté would look to Taz to do something because Liberté believes that Gothrak's going to make his own decision. Yeah, but Liberté, your bond with Lyra is stronger, and finally his grief is over so he can experience joy. But I put in his hands the very first spell focus that I had the first time that I finally realized my own magic. And I put it in his hands and say, your journey's not over. It's time for you to find something new within yourself. Okay. Taz, make a make a history check. Fourteen. Okay. This is the last one. Who would like to bring the third and final offering to this ritual? 
Is everyone else? Anyone else doing anything? Or? Oh, did Josh ask a question or something? No. Yeah. The who, who would like to be the third to bring an offering, if anyone? Um, I guess I'll step up, um, and I will start playing a song on my uh, lute. Sure. Um, and I will do the song that I've done twice to make him attack, and I'll start playing. Uh, let the uh, let the bodies hit the floor, and I'll get really get like <laughs> just get really into it. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and make a performance check. <laughs> Why is this important? Uh, sure. Uh, it's with advantage by accident, but um, uh, twenty-three is the worst one. Oh, yeah, you're you're good. <laughs> okay. As, after Vesper places the doll up against Gothrak's body, Taz brings out his focus and kind of begins to meditate as it sits in his hand. Alexander pulls out his instrument and begins to play. <laughs> A small light begins to flash in the center of Gothrak's chest. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. It's cascading out through the diamonds, shedding rainbows of color on all of your faces all around you. Jacques, go ahead and make a wisdom check. I'm usually good at this. Don't say that! <laughs> it's a good thing we used the party inspiration earlier so that people didn't lose their healing for one or hearing for one turn. Well, look. <laughs> 20, oh. See? See? oh my god. Oh, well, it's not over. See? And you thought it was going to be bad. <sighs> I could throttle you. <laughs> okay. The light begins to flash faster and faster, boom, 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 until there is one bright white flash that blinds all of you for a moment. You hear the shattering of the diamonds as they melt into the wound. And the wound slowly begins to seal itself, closing up over his neck. A moment passes. Uh, let me check his, uh, can I make a medicine check to check, uh, his, like, vitals or something? Or, uh, his pulse? Go ahead and make a medicine check. Uh, vitals. <laughs> uh, 14. You check over him. There is no pulse. Oh. Yep. Whoa. Now who's going to carry the bodies? That's that then. Sorry. Vesper, I tried. Sorry, guys. No, no. That... <laughs> This can't be right. He was talking like... Like what? He... Vesper... He didn't want to die. No. 
think about what he did say was he wanted you to go on. He wanted you to do good. He wanted you to be the example. Uh, Liberté, who, as we all know, doesn't typically show a lot of emotion, is crying. Um, and he says kind of softly, forgive, but do not regret. Vesper, make a perception check. Okay. Fourteen. As you are leaning down over Gothrak's body, he closes his eyes, just almost half hug, as if you you don't want to lose this body, lose him, like the people you've lost before. And you notice first, you hear steps behind you, over here. I'll whip back almost defensively. All of you see Vesper kind of twitch. And standing probably about 30 or so feet away. No flesh, form, spectral, see-through. You see Gothrak standing. <gasps> with an arm outstretched, pointing at his body. You see the corner of a small piece of paper, a small piece of parchment poking out of his pocket. The specter just stands there, pointing. I'll reach to the pocket on the body. Inside is a folded, bloody piece of parchment. Folded in half and half again. I look over at the specter and nod and I'll unfold it so you unfold it once and then twice at the top of a paper is a crest two crossed axes with a face smiling underneath you see each of your names with words scribbled beside them. Do you read it? Of course. The first one on the page is your name. 
Taz. Your darkness is only growing if you let it. You're a beacon. And like the others, you must seek the absolute love and mercy. That is those who are deep within you. I know you can be a hero. And you are one. To me. Thank you, my brother. You gave me hope. The next on the page is Jacques. Well, I I hand it to Jacques. And... You can see Taz is in tears. And saying, why does my family always leave me? I I just can't read anymore. My eyes are too full of tears. Alright then. I'll take the... I'll take the... No, no, for him. As you look down... Next to your name, you see words written. If you and I may never have seen eye to eye, holy man. But I respected you as my friend. I wish you peace and happiness. You gave me grace. And I'll always love you for it. I'm sorry for everything. Be at peace, my friend. <laughs> Holy man. The next on the page is Alexander. Alexander, just uh, this is for you. This part. Just want to read it, or did you want to read it? Uh, no, just read it out to me. All right. You are a fucking asshole. (laughs) An absolute cunt. Well, there's no other fucking person that I would want singing the last tales of Gothrak. I'm sorry for hitting you. And know that I consider you a friend in more ways than one. If I were to a brother, you'd be he. Thank you. Alexander, for everything. Try to be a little less of an asshole than you are. The next name is Liberté. Well, at least he's honest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Liberté, did you want to read this, or did you want me to continue to read it? Uh, I'll I'll reach out and take it. Written next to your name. You know, your name, Liberté. It's close to the Dwarvish word for liberty and the Orcish word for freedom. You are a light in a darkness no matter what your past is you taught me that 
Beyond anything, you are a free man. There's no one that can hold you. And if anyone tries, burn them to hell. I'm sorry for my actions. More than anything, I love you as a brother. Keep them together. Illiberté just smiles and says, You motherfucker. And the last is Vesper. Hold it out to her. <laughs> I'll take it, but I'm... <laughs> I'll read it. You are a focal point. You, little one, are a lighthouse. You have the spark in you that I never earned. That spark will ignite nations. I'm sorry for leaving you. But now is when you stand with them. And you stand on your own with friends around you. I trust you with my legacy. The necklaces and the bracelets that my wife and daughters made are yours. I know you will wear them with honor. You are a spark. You are a better woman than I ever gave you credit for. If I still had a daughter and you can see wet spots besides the blood. If I still had a daughter, she'd be like you. <laughs> if my daughters were still here, one day they could only hope to be as good as you. I am proud of you. Vesper, as you read that line, three more apparitions appear behind Gothrak. His wife and both of his daughters. I am proud of you. Take me home. And you keep these band of bastards together. You're the light. And don't you forget it for a second. You see the apparitions all smile. As he turns and hugs them. And as one. They simply fade into the wind. There's one last line. Almost hard to read as if he had a hard time writing it. You are worthy. And that's the last word on the page. 
I'll stand up, fold the letter, and I am definitely a mess. I take the folded letter from her and put it inside my book and then put it inside the bag of holding and say, we'll read this again, maybe in the light and when things look brighter. Unfortunately, with everything that we've lost, we're still not done. I can tell you for sure that we're not done. I had a vision. Okay. When when everything was going to shit. And I may not know the entirety of Belnor's story. But I know what happened here. And that's where we will end the session. <laughs>